who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hello, fans of Dungeons & Dragons and actual play podcasts. Lovers of lore-rich storytelling, phenomenal characters, and grand adventures. The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast, would like to invite you to check out our actual play. We're a top-charting podcast with a thriving community and over 200 hours of epic story for you to binge. I catch up on. The Homebrew is a D&D 5th edition campaign reskinned as a huge sci-fi space opera. Join us anywhere podcasts are found by searching The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. One more time, that's The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to tonight's episode of Critical Role, where a bunch of us nerdy-ass voice actors sit around and play Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. Uh, before we jump in tonight, we have a few announcements we want to get through. Uh, first up, uh, we have uh, a birthday today. We have my, my wonderful wife, Marisha. It's her birthday oh. today! Oh. Happy birthday! Oh, thank you, thank you. Woo. Thank you to my mother, who birthed me. She should yes. really be. Thank Be the you. one who's yes, getting thanked. She really should. Yes. <laughs> Still alive, Mom. Reenact it for us. Leave. <laughs> 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 I'll leave that to Laurel in, yeah. in a couple months. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can't. Hey, Bird. Next up, we have our two sponsors this evening. Uh, two. First, yes. Two. Two. I only prepared one. What's happening? I'm doing the second one. You're okay. fine. But our first sponsor this evening is our returning friends at D&D Beyond. D&D Beyond, everybody. Excuse me. Matt's, uh, so D&D Beyond is our fabulous sponsor. They're here every week. Uh, they put these things on our iPad, I mean our tablet devices <laughs> uh, that help us uh, track our stats and stuff. And they wanted us to let you know that this week, um, Matt Mercer's Gunslinger Fighter subclass is now available on D&D Beyond. Builder critters can begin creating their version of Percy right now on D and D Beyond. Pretty exciting. Nice. And uh, they actually already have started creating their own versions of Percy and loading it with the features that we we've come to love about Percy. So uh, I've compiled a list. It's the top ten list of. Percy features being added on D&D, everyone. Uh, just a little little light drum roll, if you could. Okay, good. Number 10, extra long pompous names. Number nine, skin so white it claps on the ones and threes. 
Number eight, bags containing gunpowder and Victor fingers. <laughs> Number seven, that feat where your dice always roll 20s even though they're not cursed by a demonic ritual. I was wondering if they're going to put that in. Yeah. Number six, Great. blue hair dye. Number yeah. five, steampunk bifocals. Lots of gear. Number four, giant bathtubs that comfortably hold a female half-elf under the water for 15 minutes. <laughs> you can add these features to your Percy. Number three, throat bubbles. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Yes. Oh. Number two. <laughs> Number two, wit and tact. And the number one Wait, thing. What, what, what? Wit and tact. Oh. And the number one thing being added to the gunslinger class knives. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Is that you guys could uh, use the, the gunslinger fighter archetype, uh, as well as a new feat that goes along with it that's on there as well. Uh, too, which anyone can take to learn, learn firearms, be better with firearms, even if you're not a gunslinger. So uh, check it out on the app. Thank you guys at D&D Beyond for being awesome and for you for supporting them and us. Um, and of course, our second sponsor tonight returning, our fun friends at Obsidian with Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire, which is finally out! Oh, it's so exciting, it's, it's so good, it's so pretty, it sounds so it's good, really it looks good. so good, it plays so good. It's really good. I'm very behind. I'm very behind. <laughs> I got it working! <laughs> that, was, that was the best response. I can move my god! Oh my god. I was there when he got that text, we just went Oh my god. I looked it up on Google first. <laughs> See, and it's already a step above most people on the internet. Um, but yeah, so Deadfire's out. Uh, super excited. The, uh, the the voice sets and uh, portraits of Vox Machina are in the game for free. DLC on it. Uh, for PC, it'll be out for console later this year. And if Metacritic doesn't lie, uh, it's, it's at a 90 in climbing, so uh, I, I love it. I mean, I love it. I'm so excited. I'm so glad that people enjoy it, and I'm so glad that we can be a part of it. I played today, and I just got my first dose of Kaiju God Talison. Not regular so God Talison. No spoilers. Kaiju God Talison. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't gotten any of it yet. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Laura's character and Mersh's character in my party are starting to flirt, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> of course, I, I made Gilmore, and so Mersh's character was flirting with me at first, and I was like, nah, I gotta shut this down. Gilmore's not interested. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. So at least you two are getting together. Just wait for the other guys. Yeah, I was like, mm. yeah. Um, I'll get enough of this in real life. Uh, <laughs> Happy birthday. Um, also, we are heading back to Gen Con, guys. Gen Con. Um, so our, our tickets went on sale earlier this week uh, for uh, the live show at Indianapolis. Uh, you can find it on, t on Ticketmaster. Um, also, the official Gen Con panel, Gen Con panel is sold out. What? But keep an eye on the Gen Con website as tickets that are relinquished may become available as it goes on. So they keep cycling through, and as things become available, they'll update it. So keep an eye. Um, we'll try to update you as soon as we hear anything beyond that. Um, but holy shit. Yeah, and if there, if there are balcony seats for the live show, do not be afraid of them because that balcony crew is raucous. Yeah. Just, just being in that room while the live yeah. madness is going on it's is like something yeah. to behold. So even if it's the back, you want to go, it was a go. Fun, it was a really fun group yeah. in the audience last night. I'm going to hide some stuff up. There. Oh, I like that. Just hide some stuff for okay. them to find. Okay. Why does it smell so funky back here? Silly string coming out of the balcony. Scanlan strikes again. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to seeing a bunch of you guys at Gen Con. Um, 
in in the past uh, four weeks, in our eight two six initiative, we have raised over fifty thousand dollars from the community, <laughs> which is then doubled by awesome. Fantastic Mark K. We've made over a hundred thousand dollars. To eight two six, so we cannot thank you guys enough for your amazing support. Um, huge thanks to, to Critter Mark Coro, of course, for for being uh, our counter uh, support for this and being such an amazing member of the community. So uh, thank you, uh, thanks to Wormwood Gaming and our friends at D and D for being D and D Beyond for their amazing support for the campaign to get us where we are now. Um, if you still like to donate, you can go to eight two six LA dot org slash critical role. Um, we'll have uh, more information soon about the scheduling for my fireside chat, as well as the production crew Reddit AMA and Marissa's Honey Heist soon. So stay tuned. That is our planning. Indeed. Oh man. <laughs> uh, don't forget Twitch Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, you can make it on your Twitch and subscribe to a channel for free. There you go. That was um, really good. Yeah. Thank you. That was a good thank you. Yeah. I'll remember it never. Um, and of course, Critical Recap is available for those who missed it before the episode and you're watching this now and or didn't see last episode, why? Um, but if you need to, real fast, pause this or later or go and watch Critical Recap now, which our fantastic Danny Carr gets you up to speed of what happened last week's episode. It's up on YouTube uh, right now. Uh, of course, Talks Machina is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific, where our fantastic Brenda B. Foster hosts uh, our sit-down chat with us, members of the cast. Uh, this last week, apparently, was off the chain between Ashley and Marisha. Yeah, good times, good uh, times, yeah. When, when everyone yeah. cries from laughing, it's a good night, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> no baby. Yes. on the couch. I've yeah. never seen Foster just sprout tears like that. Oh, that was amazing. That's when you know you've got him yeah. when he has just projectile tears. Yeah. So good. opposite of what should yeah, be happening. Well, special shout out to our friend Pullout King. Mm. Yeah. Uh, from that episode. Father of five. All right, and uh, we have new new D20s of restock. Uh, they're not new, but they're, oh, well, the, there's a restock. D20s. They're the they're used the, D20s. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're the special edition ones. I haven't looked at the store. They're they're the red set. I think. Mm. Oh, like the the, yeah, the, the, the ones, ones that were available at our live shows before. Super store. rare. Yeah. Laura, so. would you consider selling used dice that end up in the jail too often? Just being Offload some of that shit. I don't think the store can handle that many. I think if the dice know that they could go to a, to a kinder, gentler oh home, they may. I think I may have enough dice to go to each and one for each and every critter. You to, it's funny, if you go and try to pet her dice, they like shrink back, they shy yeah. away. <laughs> you can always, They're uh, like particles. Next, next charity drive we have, you can just auction it. Charity drive for you. I was like, particles. Oh, guys, the birthday girl's trying to talk. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, never mind, it's best. No, I was saying you can auction them off for charity next time. Yeah, next no, charity drive. I mean, yeah, charity. <laughs> 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 All right, starts at home. And I believe that's the last of our announcements of the evening. So, oh shit! Let's go ahead and control you guys. Bring it in. Uh, this nice episode of <laughs> Critical Role. <laughs>
Queen. Welcome back. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so, welcome back. Last we left off, the Mighty Nine, upon clearing their names, making some, some new friendships in the city, and uh, taking some time for themselves in preparation for the coming Harvest Close Festival, found themselves wandering through the streets of celebration. Uh, they partook in a number of various uh, uh, games of chance and skill, uh, got some fine snacks and foods, challenged themselves, got thrown by their other party members, um, won some trinkets and toys, and then ended up signing up to the victory pit for the uh, the grand tournament that ends the Harvest Close Festival, uh, where you had managed to catch a bit of a, f a few phrases off to the side of the initial lounge you were uh, signing up in, where you had discovered that apparently war had been declared by the king on the eastern region of Jorhas, uh, and that information was to be held back until the festival was over. Upon which you were held below with the other competing teams, and then one by one, you were each presented into the center of the Victory Pit tournament, where each of you has to battle some sort of a, a, a challenge of, of a creature or creatures in a three-tier structure. Whoever survives all three bouts gets to share in the final pot prize. Currently, two of the other teams have been knocked out, and it only remains to be you and one other. And you guys are up first. As you are pulled into the center and announced as the Mighty Nine's final round. Knowing the stubborn stock is watching from behind the distant uh, doorways that lead into the central arena, you all scattered about the sands as the sun begins to get close to dusk, shouting out your various plans and then abandoning them last minute. You found places <laughs> just yep. as so this, this heaping, <laughs> heaping heavy thuds start quaking the ground in arrival before the door swings open and out from behind it, roaring a frenzied, angry hill giant, complete with uh, what looks to be pierced thorns jammed into each side of the body to drive it to a point of absolute anger and fury, comes bashing into the center of the arena, knocks over one of the large pillars, and this is where we begin. I need everyone to roll initiative. Yeah. Let's try and talk to him. Just wear him down. Yeah, let's try and talk to him. Oh, almost a natural 20. Almost on Sunny. Fuck. Oh, good. Yeah. Mildly adequate. Alrighty, so 25 to 20? 23. 20. Did you just lick the plastic? Alrighty, 20 to 15? 19. Alrighty. No, we're far too cold. Uh, 15 to 10? 14. 14. Okay. Nice. Which one do you want to go for? I'll take it. Okay. All right. Oh, I'll, I'll actually take it, just because for now I'm... Molly yeah. will take it. I'll take it. All right, so Molly. Make your life a little easier. Okay. Because I can keep disadvantage. Sure. Like, <laughs> yes. Fif yes. Uh, Eight. All right, there we go. Would you Six. Six. <laughs> <laughs> hey! <laughs> Alrighty, friends. So, with that, oh man, as it finishes slamming the large pillar into the ground and wields its giant club over one shoulder, its other hand kind of reaching out for something and kind of glancing over the field to see what its quarry is. Not you're up first. Is is the giant in melee? Like, do I would I get sneak attack damage or no? Right, because he's he's not engaged with anybody right now. Um, well, right now, Ford, you were hiding back there. I think I shifted. 
Yeah. While hiding in the session. So no, he is not currently engaged. Okay. Well then I will I will uh I will shriek. <laughs> and I will run towards Bo full sprint. Oh god. Full sprint? Just right in it already. We're just right in it. Which by the way guys, this is the help. Yeah. This finally came yeah. in today. What is that? North, 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 west. So you know where the north is seeing you. Shut up! That's so cool. Which way is north, by the way? Towards this way. Okay, thank you. No, the the, the Ah, people who do campaign coins make the. That's the North Pole. How awesome! Uh, And our friend Devin Rue, who did our map for the show, she's the one who designed it. So nice. Wait for it to come in. So anyway, so that that's a point for you guys. If you ever like or want to make shout directions at me of where you want to run, that's helpful. I love it. Okay. So you ran full sprint towards Jester. Sneak attack damage is so good, but I can't. I can't. The, that thing that he can see me. I'm scared. I'm scared, guys. I'm gonna, it's okay. I'm gonna, it's okay. I'm gonna fire my crossbow. All right. Uh, uh, oh, it's a two. It misses. I'm super scared. <laughs> <laughs> it goes shh. Arcs off. You hear this distant in the audience, like way away. <laughs> I was gonna say, what was the number? Because that thing's got to have a low AC. Uh, oh yeah. Probably. I mean, so what's the actual number? Like eight. Oh, yeah. eight? Yeah, no. No. Okay. Oh, he's got thick skin, I think. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty hardy oh, okay. physicality, even if it's a, a broad target to hit. Oh, I was. Uh, Wait, look at yourself. And then I will <laughs> run back the way I came. <laughs> <laughs> Same place you were before? Uh, no, like behind Yasha, behind that uh, pillar over there, or that, okay. that wall. Yeah. Right there? Yeah. Alrighty. And mm. you said that's north? Yeah. This is north to- here. Towards you. Yes. North okay. always points to the star. Oh, well, it's not. Uh, Caleb, you're up. I, uh, I see this giant, Just be- you're on deck. giant behemoth, and I start backing up to go uh, 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 west uh, oh. around the stone, uh, under my breath, singing, We are the mighty nine, the mighty nine, the mighty nine, <laughs> and fire off just a firebolt uh, as right. I sneak behind it. All right, so as so. you're darting around the side. Consumably with the jelly. <laughs> Uh, no, that is no good. That is, uh, okay. oh, it's a 13. 13 just hit. Oh, oh okay, not too hard to okay. hit. Okay. Just hit. Yeah, it's a big target, but it's pretty, pretty hardy. That is a one. One point of fire damage. Yeah. Whoa. We are off to it a hits start. Dark. It's it's less of a fire bolt, more of a fire. <laughs> um, but, but but you see, there's a, there's a patch on its rather furry belly that no longer has hair, and it's very very glaring. Waxy. Yeah. And I'm uh, leaning, crouching against that stone, hands on the wall, just listening and uh, uh, working on keeping my gorge from rising. Okay. Got to know. Uh, Jester, you're up. Uh, Go for it. Really? Yeah, you want to. You so badly want to. You've been I talking mean, about I it since we sat down. I want to so bad. They want to use my spiritual weapon. Yeah, then use right. it. Okay, well, I will. <laughs> I'm going right. to hold my, you know, symbol in my hand and do it like this because I've seen Caleb do fancy things and then I'm going to make it, place it right above his face. So I was say 5, 10, 30 is where you can really make it appear. Really close to his face. Let me see what the range is on it. What's the range on the spell? Um, 100 feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking 60. 60. 60. So you can do it right like over. Directly in front of his face. Like right there. Flash oh. side facing Bam. him, and then just uh. poof. Roll for an attack, go for it. Yeah, he's gonna as, as, as Jester releases her grip, he watches this giant, heavy looking, but gorgeous, glittering lollipop just um, apparates out of the air, shrieking down towards the goblin's face. Not the goblin, the ogre's giant's face. It's been a week. 16! 16 hits, roll damage. Oh no! 
Right, that slipped out of my oh, hand. It doesn't count if it slips out of yeah. your hand. Ten points of Ten damage. Nice. That's my bonus for my actual thing. Can I do a cantrip? Yes, you can. Yeah, I'm gonna sacred flame him. All right. So, so he's got to roll dexterity over fourteen. <laughs> uh, he rolled a fourteen, but it's minus one dex. Oh! <laughs> Oh, look at you, you're a killer. I'm a monster! <laughs> Eight! Eight! Nice! Radiant damage! Wunderbar. All right, that finishes your turn, Jester. Yes. All righty. And the spiritual weapon's just like right here, like on his face. Like you here. can't see. You got it. He's All right. blinded now. So now, now it's the giant's turn. Oh, fuck. Okay. Who, after being Hello. slammed in the face, uh, with this lollipop and, and the, the flame side, and it's like <laughs> ducks out of the way as it slams down on its head, grabs the side of the pillar, which breaks. The pillar as it fell over kind of shattered into four or five pieces. Grabs and picks up a single piece. And uh, the only one that it paid attention to right now was the one that lit its stomach on fire. And it takes this thing and and just lobs it in your direction. Oh, I'm behind the stone, pressed to the back of it, though. Presently, correct? Uh, you have, you do have cover because that of this. That is what I asked. Yes. <laughs> so it's three quarters cover. So what's your armor class currently? Uh, it is at fourteen. At fourteen. The moment. Oh. oh, great. Well, that adds plus that five to your AC. So it's nineteen. Yeah. Helping you out. <laughs> uh, that's wow. still the twenty-one to hit, though. So it still hits you. Oh. Damn. Yeah, so still hits. Thirteen plus eight. Sorry. Well, bring it on. Here we go. Alrighty. So as this chunk of the pillar goes flying across the arena towards you, it hits the top of the wall, which breaks like a good foot and a half section of it, just shatters as it slams into Wait, your what chest. What did it do? It did to 19? Yes. I can do a reaction, can't I? You can. I cast shield. All right, there you go. So as you see it slam into the wall above you and go swinging, you throw up the shield, and all of a sudden there's a spark of arcane energy as it gets deflected inches off of the top of Caleb's head That's before dope. slamming into the side uh, of the actual tournament arena, hitting the stone, causing it to crack, and people in the front area kind of, oh. What did he good boy, what did he roll? 21. 21. Still hits. Oh, oh Still really? hits, yeah. Because that only gets me up to 19. No, you're no, already you were 19 plus five. You were 19 because you had three quarters cover. Oh, because I had three quarters. Oh, I yeah. was at 19 because yeah, oh, I didn't you're behind the wall. Yeah, 14 plus five because you're behind. Uh, okay. So yeah, Good. that works. Good. Okay. Um, so so right. at this moment, like the the absolute like fear kind of kicks into his eyes. Um, the entity's going to go ahead and charge forward. <laughs> and then right at that point, it stops and turns and sees out of the corner of its eye, Ford hiding behind the wall and just kind of. Oh, no. And that's going to be its turn. Molly, you're up. Turn into water. <laughs> Surprise, bitches! Okay. Who's up? I'm up. up. Uh, how dumb do I feel like being? Oh, I feel like I'm already sweating. All right, let's. Uh, I forgot to go to the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> I'm hey, wiggling. You should just. That's Yasha. If it's turned towards Ford, <laughs> we have our catheter bags underneath. The table. <laughs> uh, if it's turned towards Ford, then I'm going to. Oh God, I'm going to run around to the opposite side of it. Okay. Keep out of reach. For flanking bonus. Uh, for flanking bonus, okay. and I'm going to take. I'm going to take two slices into his leg. Go for it. Um, two shots in his leg. Two shots. Yeah. See, I didn't do it, and then you just went ahead and did it. I'm working so hard not to do it. Um, what's the flanking bonus, by the way? 
Uh, well, we've used it occasionally, but it works against you guys as well. Because okay. if, if you manage to be directly across from mm -hmm. a creature with an ally in melee, yeah, you get advantage on the attack. Oh, I guess so this advantage on the attack. Yeah, I know right. you, you were ranged last campaign, so it didn't come into flavor. No, not very often. Melee. I was trying to remember. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not feeling good about that one. There we are. First one uh, is, ooh, oh, that's ooh. a 25 to hit. That hits. Yeah. Yes. So that's, and I assume I don't get the extra bonus <coughs> for a radiant. The radiant no, plus, he's okay. not so that's a big, uh, big man jamma. That's okay. four, five, six, seven, eight points of damage. Eight points of damage for the first strike, and then the next one is a natural oh, twenty. Wow. Nice. So that's that's uh, that's all right. That's a uh, ten, 12, 13, 14 okay. points of damage. Fourteen points yes. of damage. Okay, okay. So as the first strike, you carve up alongside its kind of uh, blubbery, thick belly that's kind of flipping over this piece of cloth that it has matted around its midsection. Uh, as you cut through. It buckles a little bit on that one side of the leg, and you use that moment to cut behind its thigh, like right kind of down below where the Achilles <laughs> tendon is, and shh, lets you cover across. Blood kind of spatters across the sand, and yeah. all right. That's your turn? Yeah, no, I'm holding. All right, he's going to go ahead and use a legendary action. Oh, what? A legendary? He's legendary? We're not ready he's, for those he's yet. A, he's a frenzied solo, yeah. He's I, a legendary. Um, he's a frenzied solo. What so he's gonna, he's going to go ahead and use his uh, his furious smash. Oh, no. Is he is he going to use furious? He's going to use oh, he's going to attack me. So uh, he's going to attack you. Yeah, I'm definitely him. using blood maledict then at full okay. at full use. So I'm. Yep, that that's was off. that was not good. That was bad. Oh, I thought that was no. good. All right, that's right. Okay, so he has disadvantage in the attack. Yeah, and the next one. Oh, and the next one. Yeah, it's still a 13 plus 8. Yeah, that hits. Okay. Oh, so with that, as you, as you slam and slice with the back of the leg, angrily turns back and swings down towards you, and while his eyes go black and there's a brief shake, it's still just a massive club, and you try and move out of the way, but it's too fast. Slamming onto you, knocking you onto the ground, your wind is knocked out of you, and your whole world just goes dazed and white for a moment. Um, this is going to be... Uh, 26 points of bludgeoning damage. <gasps> I'm out. What? Oh, fuck. Oh, yes. Oh, man. to. I underestimated the amount of damage he would do to us. That was a really good damage roll. Um, yeah, when the lower lip comes down, we're in trouble. Yeah. So. I'm so out. yeah, you watch as it reactively slams into Molly with the club, Ooh. and Molly, as the dust settles, Molly is just not moving on the ground, probably pushed about an inch or to two inches into the dirt and sand. And there's a crater where the head of the club had impacted, and Molly is not moving. That really hurt, Charlie. <laughs> really hurt. Oh, your turn. His name is Charlie. Oh, okay, <laughs> I feel like this just changed the plan that I had. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her, her plan was to hit Molly. It was so weird. <laughs> that was a good plan. <laughs> he has disadvantage on, on his next attack as well. Ford, I feel like I should get up there. I'm just saying, this is a last man standing kind of thing. You're you're the only one there. That's okay. Think of the team. Uh, all right. Uh, just this one time, though. I'm going to throw a, a throwing star. you going to throw a throwing star? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Natural 20. Oh! Happy birthday to me, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, that was the world's shittiest die roll, though. No, wait, I only get one D4, right? 
It's just a d4 plus my bonus. It's 1d4 times 2 plus your bonus. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's a better roll. That's a better roll. So 6 plus 10 damage. Okay, 10 damage. Way too happy about that 10 damage. So you do I get. I don't get another one, right? It's just one action. Well, no, because arm attack is for the outside, yeah. Um, okay, and I'm going to move. Mm. Yeah, no. As long as I make it to my so as you, turn. As you throw one of these, these kind of yeah. spinnily jagged <clears throat> star darts on the side, you throw it, it kind of through the air and just sinks into its stomach. You don't even see where it impacted, except for a small red line where it's beginning to bleed from where it carved into its belly. Yeah. I had him, and then and then that's it. That's my turn. I'm gonna stay there. I'm gonna stay there. Alrighty, that finishes uh, Bo's turn. Ford, you're up. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm gonna use my bonus action to cast uh, Hex Blades Curse on this ah, giant. Hex Blades Curse. Troll. <laughs> and I'm gonna uh, summon my <clears throat> Waste Hunter Falchion, two-handed. And I'm gonna cut into his uh, cut into his thigh. Is your for hex it. still up from the last game? Two? No, it's no. not. It was up till the second round. And oh, then that okay, was okay, it. okay. Also, does that mean his reaction has been burned by the legendary action? Is the legendary action a separate thing from? Legendary action is different from reaction. All right, so he still uh, got a reaction. Just checking. Uh, Twenty-five. That hits. Nice. So as 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 the, the large uh, falchion appears, like car uh, curved and jagged, you can see this kind of splash of seawater across the side. Of the giant, as its eyes are now like set back on Ford. At this point, the curse sets in. You watch as kind of the blood spatters in the ground kind of begin to come up into these black forms and adhere to its legs. Ooh, a 13 points of damage plus two for the Hexblade's curse. Shit. 15. Nice. And with my with my speed, I'm gonna run to the north as far as 30 30 will carry me. All right. I know he's gonna hit me next turn anyway. 30 will get you there, and he gets an attack of opportunity against you. I'll take it. As you strike it inside. And you go to run. You get a fair distance, but the reach with that club is just far enough where it doesn't necessarily need it. And as you go charging forward, he has disadvantage because of that. Thank you. That was the last one. Is it on the next? Ah, that makes it a 13. Armor class 15. So you hear the from behind as it slams into the ground. The earth like leaves your foot for a second, and you land again. And you make your way to the edge. All right. Holy shit. Well done. It. That ends your turn. Thank you. Uh, all right. That brings us to Yasha. Okay. So uh, I'm gonna. So you know. Can I make it over to his uh, the over east? Let's go east. Over east. Kind of near his butt. How far can I get? Get there. Okay. Um, hit him in his butt. I'm gonna hit him in the arse. Go for it. With the magician's Pokey. judge. Yeah. Oh, that's Reckless. the new sword. Reckless, go for it. Okay, uh, 15. Yeah. 15 hits? 15 hits, okay. So. Right. Does that mean he's going to get advantage on you now? Yeah. Oh no, uh, Yasha. Oh no. Oh no. But wait, you get to dispel magic. Don't you? <laughs> oh shit. That's so bad. That's so bad. <laughs> double ones. Are they really? Yeah. Double unos? Double unos. Five points of damage. Five points of damage. As you go rushing by, out of the corner of your eye, you weren't paying attention for the last impact, and you see out of the corner of your eye Molly in the ground, jammed in and unconscious, bleeding out, and that's just enough being not in an enraged state to kind of viscerally affect you sure. and shakes you just enough where you swing. The blade hits the leg, but it kind of 
there wasn't enough actual impact to carve into the flesh. Okay. That ends your turn, Yasha. Not you're up. Do we heal or do we get this guy? You can't. No, I mean You can't get within reach. That's the thing. All right. I'll clock around the corner and fire off a shot. Yes, potentially three right, rounds. Five, ten. I love Molly, but I, fuck. I don't. Six, uh, 20 oh, to hit. That hits. Oh. You roll damage. Okay. And he is adjacent to Yasha, so he sneak attack damage. Oh, oh God, what's with these rolls? We're going to die. Uh, no, not no, nine, don't say it. Don't say it. Nine points of damage. Hey, it adds up, guys. That's cool. So as you duck on the corner, you release the bolt, and you watch as it kind of sinks into the chest area and looks around in the direction to try and find you. You still have 20 feet of movement. Uh, you don't have like healing anymore. No, I'm not. Nobody a has. Not a rogue thing, unfortunately. Uh, you can point one of these. I know. Use the bump technology. Control the hand. Fuck. Okay. Um, I can't cast uh, mage hand as a bonus action with le- ledger main or whatever, right? I, I can only use it. it yeah. Okay. Then I will. Then I will fire again. Why not? Okay. Natural twenty. Yeah. Yeah. That's so casual. That's a good. And, and, it, and does right that now. double my dice? Yeah. So that's, that's sixteen points of damage. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. 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 So in that moment of like the first one hit and he starts growling and looks right in your direction, you go ah, fire a second one and he goes right into one of his eyes and just starts roaring. Like it gets right caught up inside. It doesn't quite pierce the eyeball, but it gets oh, up into the socket. Oh, that would suck so hard. And it's like scratching at his face angrily. Good thing he's already friends. And then movement to clock right back around to that corner of the there. yeah structure. Right yeah. yeah, 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 right there. Okay, well done. So that's that's your turn, not yep. Caleb. You're up. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I was considering going out there, but I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'm just going to bend around the side and fire off another firebolt. All right. At it. At Charlie. Uh, that is a, a, a 12 to hit. Oh. That does not hit, unfortunately. It, it, just, it just misses. As, as you see, once again, Molly on the ground and Yasha barely making an impact. Knock gets a couple good hits off and you try and fire, but unfortunately, as he pulls back to grasp the face, the fireball just kind of goes wide past where the head previously was. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use my movement to back up uh, behind that column. There? Yeah. All right. So we'll put you about there. Yeah. All right. That is your turn, Caleb? Yeah. Jester, you're up. Okay. Molly, I will get you as soon as he moves, okay? So that, him, that he doesn't hit me, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm um, dead. <laughs> I'm going to bring my spiritual weapon around, and I'm going to use the this side, Ooh. and I'm gonna smack him right in his funny bone. Okay. <laughs> so as the hand's like grasping at where it got shot in the eye, it goes right for the back of the elbow. Yeah, that hits. Um, and then one d eight plus four. That's cocked. Ah, twelve points of damage. Yes. As it hits. <laughs> It's like shaking the hand as it's going numb. The one eye's like kind of half shut. (laughs) (laughs) While he's shaking it off, I'm gonna use my bonus action to toll that dead. You mean your action? Because you already used your bonus action. I'm gonna use my action to toll the dead. (laughs) I'm thinking about you. So he's gonna roll a wisdom of 14. Wisdom of 14. Natural 19. Oh, sorry. Bullshit. So he saw me, so I'm gonna jump down. Okay. Behind the north side, northwest side, right in the corner there. Alrighty. And I'm gonna go. 
Okay. I'm try to not get hit. All right, that ends your turn. It's now the giant's turn. As Yasha has just tore into the side. Oh no. Mm. It's going to turn back to you and just going to double club attack you. <gasps> okay. It has advantage on each. Both of them? Because she did reckless. Because I did reckless. Oh, like a thing. No. So every attack against you is. Yeah. is yeah. So the first one is a uh, 25. <laughs> well, that, hits. that definitely hits. I'm probably going to be unconscious. Natural 20. Okay. okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so the first the first hit is I don't know why I did reckless of learning. I should have waited. 23 points of damage, bludgeoning damage from the first hit. Okay. And you put your hands up. You put the blade up to catch it and it slams into it and actually kind of pulls your shoulder out of the socket and pushes you down into the dirt. As you push off, the club goes up once more. And then oh. whack! Not the critical. Not, that was not the critical. She could be like permadeath right now. No, no. All right, so that's. I rolled an eight, seven, and a five. So that's. 20. Am I permadeath? That's forty-three points of damage. How, how many? Forty-three. Okay. How? What's your total? What's your max? Um, she's got forty-something hit points. You have so. to. You have to go to like negative your max score. Which you do not do. Which you don't do. So Which I didn't you're just do. unconscious. No, no, because it's negative four. Just yeah. super duper unconscious. You're super. But it was unconscious. pretty close, I think. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. Okay. I think so. Whoa. Yeah, you're. You're out. You're, you're so just with the second slam, you watch as Yasha kind of like partially deflects the first impact and then vanishes the second one. And then right there next to Molly, as the dust clears, you see Yasha unmoving, her legs kind of up in the air as the rest of her torso is pushed down into the dirt and the rest of the ground is kind of covered over. You can just see the back of her shoulders and the back of her head and the rest of it's just like dust settling and she's not moving either. Yeah, but did not. That might, that, that almost. J-E-L-L, oh! Watching you squash in front of me. Freaking kill box. Yikes. Were you still big too? No. 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 Oh, okay. That's a quick thing. I think at this point. Yeah, because you're the one who shot it twice in the eye. And it saw you duck behind. 5, 10, 15, 20. And it's you watch as it just steps over the wall. Tiny thing! Like, not, like after it smashes the Asha, it just doesn't even care anymore. And just this, there's a little bit of foam at the corner of the mouth, and just like <laughs> the blood's trailing down its face from where the where the bolt entered. Um, that's gonna end the giant's turn. Molly, you're up here. Molly, 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 Oh, I don't have to. I'm just uh, I get shocked from my, the chest. The the heart the, the heart not lock it. Sparks and. Oh, that's right. So what? What your boy? You got that locket. Oh my god, that's right. What are the effects of the locket again? Uh, what? What are the effects of the locket? Uh, ready for this? It's really cool. Full HP. Uh, uh, no, it's uh, when you are this pendant, you stabilize whenever you are dying at the start of your turn. In addition, uh, whenever you roll hit dice to regain hit points, the number of hit points. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, so you stabilize. So you're still yeah. unconscious. I'm unconscious, but I'm but breathing. You're not bleeding out. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, All right, Bo, your turn. He's looking at yeah. not pretty hard. Yeah, <laughs> he's so ready to smash the, the little goblin. Okay, Bo is gonna run and flank with kind of not over here on this on the also the northwest side. I have to be on the opposite side. Yeah, no, I'll just I want to go kind of in front of him where I can get his attention. So the northwest side. Yeah. I would have been way expensive. And I'm gonna I'm gonna point at his at his dick and I'm gonna go tiny thing. 
And then for my action, I'm going to take the dodge action. <laughs> okay. So your bonus action is to is to say tiny thing. Yeah. Huh? So your bonus action is to say tiny thing towards his dick. Yeah. So tiny thing. You tiny thing. <laughs> okay. Go, go ahead and make an intimidation check. Whoa! <laughs> to insult his penis yes, size? That is exactly what there you're doing. No great okay. You have to intimidate his dick. Oh. That didn't, that didn't, that didn't, that didn't. It landed. It landed. Well, it's no, a natural no. one. <laughs> okay. Or the second one was one. First one was an eight. No, okay. neither were good. He seems to think you you're agreeing with him. Fuck <laughs> in regards to not. <laughs> I know! Tiny thing! So I didn't get his attention. No. That's your turn. Uh, Ford, you're up. Right. In the middle of the field, you see both Yasha and and Molly just crushed into the ground. His little lollipops like in the air behind. Lovely. Yeah, I'm gonna use Eldritch Blast shoot across the arena, 120 feet. All right, hit him. So you can move into the space here, or you can see him over the wall. That is a 16 plus 6, 22. That'll hit. Go to roll damage. Oh, please. Four. Uh, that is 12 plus 2, 14 points of Eldritch Blast damage. Nice! That's a good hit. All right. Off the side of the shoulder, you can watch like where the section where the skin used to be is now just exposed muscle, where it's kind of burned off the outer layer of the body. And can I use the rest of my uh, uh, speed to move behind the column so that I'm hiding behind the know. column? Sure. Is, right. <clears throat> was that with, with the uh, hex? With the, with the, with the, hex with the additional hex damage, right? What? That was with the additional Hex damage from the, the additional yeah. damage. Okay. Yeah. All right, so that ends uh, Fort's turn. Yasha, I need you to make a death saving throw. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. Do I add anything? Nope. A seven. That's a fail. So okay. you failed your first death saving throw. Okay. <laughs> Tap one of the yeah. <laughs> At the end of Yasha's turn, um, the giant's going to use his legendary action. No. He has one legendary action. Uh, to try and do a club, club attack against you, not. No! No one has legendary action for the whole for the whole fight. Or for for one, once every round. No. Um, so that that's a nineteen. What's your armor class? All right. I'm Are sorry. Sure? I should have been more explicit about insulting his penis size. I did. Nineteen points of bludgeoning damage. Yikes! As it slams down, it hits you and actually pushes you into the wall, and you're flattened against the stone, which kind of quakes. You can see on the opposite side of it, it kind of cracks and dust off the back, and you just hear this kind of squeak sound as Nott is crushed against the between the club and the wall. I'll kill him. Not Nott. Didn't work. You have to hit the confirm button. Damn it. <laughs> okay, that's not good. It's your turn. My turn. Yes. Uh, I will look up at the giant man who just hit me, and I will say, uh, I will take out a, 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 a tiny piece of pastry and let it crumble to the ground, <laughs> and look up at him with, with fear in my voice, say, why don't, why don't, uh, why don't goblins eat court justice? Because they taste funny. <laughs> he looks very confused wow. in the middle of his like foaming frenzy. From behind the wall, I start laughing. And I will cast Tasha's hideous laughter. Oh shit! Come on, come on. All right, what's the save on that? Thirteen. But was it was it wisdom? Yeah. Uh, it's a natural seventeen minus one, sixteen. Oh. Shit. Sorry. 
working? He's rolling well. He's rolling really well. I'm rolling really well. I'm so sorry, guys. Can I please get the changes to take? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. That sucks. So I will bonus action disengage. Yay! Yes. Run away really far. I will run away just the maximum amount of running away I can do, which is only thirty feet, <laughs> towards Caleb to the north, and then like if I can get behind that pillar. Don't group. Don't group. You can get there. Don't group up. Uh, other side, possibly. Uh, okay. If you fine. wanted to go around that way, you could. All right. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll let you do that. Good. Okay. Then it's your turn. Uh. Caleb, you're up. Uh, this is a long shot, but I have no way of damaging uh, him, so I am going to uh, pull some sand out of my pocket and mutter a few arcane words and just trail it in front of me and cast sleep uh, back behind him uh, here so it does not touch Beauregard. Um, Go ahead and roll your, uh, yeah. it's a 5d8. Yeah, go for it. So I know what the total is. Yeah, I know. I know. This is probably not going to work, but it's, uh, I can't hurt him. Bit better. Uh, 23. 23. You watch as the large giant. What? What? Kind of steps back and hits the oh, pillar shit. behind him, which cracks and like tilts to the side, catches him. <laughs> Falls to both knees and then eventually kind of <laughs> hits the ground. Oh! This loud, heavy snore. He's just unconscious. Yeah, but he, does that mean we win? He's on the ground. You shout this out? Huh? You're shouting this out as it's happening? Yeah. Do we win? They're all kind of waiting for a moment. Go heal! Go heal! Yeah, go, 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 go heal! Go, 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 go. Okay. Oh, we have to wait. It's like turns. Uh, no one's called the match yet. Fuck! Go okay, heal! Yasha. Go heal, Yasha! It's my turn now, so. It is your turn, yes. Okay. Correct. Don't Molly touch the two, giant. Any moving, Caleb? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, I will start moving towards uh, Molly and Yasha. Alrighty. As far as I can get, and I oh. and I call out medium oh. volume, not to the crowd, but to my friends. That wasn't even supposed to work. <laughs> sand. Did good, sand so man. Good. Did good. Alrighty, Jester, you're up. I'm gonna run over to Yasha. Oh. I held my action. You can't quite get there. Shit, could I have reached Molly? You could have reached Molly, yes. Okay, then I'll go to Molly first. Sorry. Um, And I'm going to. Oh, she's not through here. You could have gotten there. I could have gotten to Yasha? Okay, then I'm going to. Because she's dying. I'm going to use Cure Wounds on her. My last spell, y'all. Oh no. And that is one, eight. That's all right, you're gonna wake up and you're gonna fucking ten go. 10 points of shit. healing for I'll you. Take it. Okay, take 10 oh, there, Yasha. Thank you. You're awake. Can I just add that here? Mm-hmm. And you're up. And then for my bonus action, I'm going to send my spiritual. Oh no. You can do whatever you no, want. No, I can't. I if can't. Touch if I touch him, he wakes up. Yeah, but it expires. But you can, you can get it over get there. It near him. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to bring my spiritual weapon over to me. So you can get, move it 20 feet there. I can move it 60. Mm-hmm. Well, the oh range no. of 60 feet is bonus action of 20. See, see. Yeah, okay. That's why I was like, okay. get it closer. All right. So next to the giant's turn, it just stays unconscious for the duration and does something like it. Yeah, Until so we touch it. So we need to get in a good fella's circle around it to decide who's going to beat the shit out of him and don't touch it before that moment. 
So we have a whole minute. Caleb says, "Oh, it's uh, yeah, yeah." So potentially, potentially, we... guys, here, just like figure out what your plan is yeah. until someone touches it. So yeah. I can heal. I can heal Molly while that's going mm-hmm. on. Then, yeah. okay, I'm going to give Molly a healing. He potion. doesn't roll to wake up or anything. No, he, he stabilizes. Uh, Do you, we want to? I'm going to move back by where Ford is right now, behind that column. And you take the head. Maybe we can. Moving which one? Bash it. Bash Stand me by Ford to the north. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Points. Uh, I'm gonna take a healing potion. Okay. Two D four. I think I roll it. Uh, do you, does she roll the healing potion if I take it? Or do oh, I it doesn't roll matter who rolls it, it really. Because I was curious if my locket gives me, lets me, because it doesn't count as my hit dice or no. Well, healing potion no, is a hit dice. Hit dice is only when you're taking a long, uh, short rest. Oh. That's well. good. Seven yeah. plus um, two, so nine points of healing. Okay. Thank you, Jester. Thank you. Welcome. I'm oh, sorry. You it's kind of a weak yes, thing. I give her an awkward <gasps> side hug. <gasps> Thank you. Uh, uh, I give you a big waist hug back. Oh. I'm yeah. I'm going to uh, crawl behind there and like I can I can keep at the very least I can crawl behind can, where um, to the yeah to the uh, to the west behind that rock right there. Okay. Okay. So I can at the very least keep trying to to give him disadvantage on at least one attack. I'm gonna go northeast. Where, like over here? Yeah. All right. Anybody else? Yasha and I are going to flank his head. Okay, and so. I'll form the you're head. going here, and Yasha's oh. going here. Is that kind of what you're doing? Yeah, we want to both kind of try and get him in the head. I want to put points down on his. We can't both go for the head if you're flanking. Either you can both get by the head. Well, that's what I'm saying. We flank his head. Oh, I see. Sorry. So you guys are, I used you guys poor language. Side side. We're both <clears throat> that's okay. by his head. All right. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just rock around the other side of the. Pillar, so I get a good clean shot. Am I within 30 feet? I want to be within 30 feet. Within 30 feet? Good on there. Okay. Oh, God. All right. Ready to go. Who's taking the first shot? And uh, then as soon as his eyes are open, start to flutter open, Whoever right? hits big, hit first. Well, or also whoever, yeah, because well, he gets, he'll get the one legendary, but other than that, it's it's whatever we can get the fullest round yeah, before well, he can Whoever can do the time. most damage with one Who's attacking first? first? Who's yeah. saying Who's first? Who's going in? Like you can Yasha, I have my, my, my one, okay, okay, okay. I look at Yasha and I'm like, I'll go down first. Right after me. Are you ready? I'm gonna aim right for his other eye socket, the other one that that not hit, and just okay. come down right in the middle. All right, go for a roll. It's a, it's a melee attack. You have advantage because he's unconscious. Please don't fuck up on a sleeping guy. Uh, 14 and a 15. Okay, so not a crit. He's unconscious. <gasps> not okay. Okay, okay, okay. Close with your staff. Oh god, it's a one! Oh. So two damage two plus, plus four, so six damage. Oh. It sucks! So as you slam down, it hits it hits like right off the ocular socket and skids off the skull and kind of like shoots open. The other one is still kind of swollen from the shot earlier. Opens well. I take my bonus action and go. Three Stooges style and go poke right in his eye. <laughs> He's still That's prone. A natural 18. He's still advantage because he's prone. Oh, okay. Let me see if I get that crit. No, 18. Oh, okay, that'd be God, one again. So five damage. Five what a crappy damage. damage rolls. How can you? Oh, we have the eye. The eye kind of closes instinctually, and the arms begin to flail. It's trying to. Are we allowed to, to attack or no? No, because that's the end of that's the end of Bo's turn. Now it's Ford's turn. Yeah. Right. Um, at the end of Bo's turn, he's going to go ahead and use this recovered legendary action. 
to. Can you to, run away uh, before he can get an opportunity of attack on you? Technically, mm. he hasn't had a. Oh no, he did because we gave us a whole round. It's been a mind. whole a number of rounds. Yeah. I'm, I'm working every bloody angle. Ah. I can think of. <laughs> we weren't holding our action for when they. I guess we, we didn't declare said. it. Oh, the, uh, I thought it was implied. We were just waiting for it to wake up. Who's going to attack first? We were good followers. We were going to do that. Okay. Well, from now on, if you're going to hold your action, please specify that. Okay. So, the those who are nearby needed to hold an action. That'd be right. you, yeah. Molly. Can I then move and try and jump over him so that I then kind of flank him with Yasha? Can I use my movement to get to the other side? No, because if you guys are holding your action to the, to the trigger of you attacking, then they're all going before you do that. Okay, okay. Cool, all right, so, take your turns. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and just say, you can hit my face with a piece of lollipop, and just <laughs> Uh, I'm going to yes. uh, attempt to do four psychic oh, damage and give him. Uh, that's a 15. Oh. So he, he, 16 minus one, yeah. Okay. All right, so you roll so, under 15 eventually? Okay. I know, I've been rolling really fucking well tonight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You gave him the die. I know. I know. Yes. It's, also, it's also a, a DC 10, but yeah. All right. Uh, 23 to hit. You have disadvantage because he's prone. 22 to hit. Okay, still hits. <laughs> Uh, that is mm-hmm. 13 points of damage. 13 points of damage? How do you want to do this? Yeah. Oh! Oh, God. Uh, I will try not to hit Yasha or Bo. I will. Uh, ain't, I, I will. I would love the bolt to just go, go, go through its belly as far as it can go. <laughs> right in the belly button. Right in the belly button. So as it begins to thrash about, and it's like one hand hits the, the ground, <laughs> kicking up all this dust and sand. The other club comes back, using it to get off, off its feet. It looks like it's ready to swing out towards Yasha. Uh, and and Bo, who's just finished like slamming into the creature. At that moment, you see the exposed belly that already has like gashes in it from the wound. And you wait and release right for the opening as it sinks in. It stands up anyway, and you watch as just blood begins to pour out. And you hit something major, and it's just starting to bleed out. And it kind of like, I did not expect that to happen. Takes a swing. Oh no! And. At this point, there's already blood draining out, and the swing goes wide, <laughs> hits the ground, falls back onto its butt, <laughs> and then just proceeds to slowly go back to sleep forever. <laughs> oh. Forever. Oh. Forever. At which point, there's a pause, this awkward quiet before the entire audience once goes. <laughs> I use my thaumaturgy yes. to start chanting, not, 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 but one more fight stands. Congratulations! You guys are then led over uh, to the holding area off to the side as you pass uh, your your friends of the stubborn stock. I grab my spiritual weapon as we're leaving and drag the giant lollipop out of the arena. <laughs> leaving this large groove in the sand behind you. 
As you guys walk by, you see, you see that the team begins to like, it's like the slow motion, almost like opposing Little League baseball teams passing each other. Good game. Um, you see Darrow, of course, who kind of gives this, not too bad, well played. Kind of gives a smile as he continues past. You see the uh, the dwarven kind of crossbow ranger kind of gives a grin with this kind of big scruffy poof beard. Uh, there's the half elf woman with like two war hammers that she's kind of just spinning on the on the uh, leather straps in the end. Um, you see this really like fucking old guy, this this like wrinkly, just like old prospector looking eyes through these wrinkled slits, like. I have no other way to describe him. Um, it's like his balls. His hair is like like long past his shoulders, but it's super bald skull on top. Um, and you see the, the, a tattooed halfling who has kind of chin in the air, kind of grin and give you like a, uh, a show. And then there's the uh, a human archer that has a long bow that's kind of just at the ready. And they both just all, all of them walk by, all six of them as in we, the center of the arena. As we walk by, can I try to untie the old guy's shoelace? <laughs> Make a side of hand check. <laughs> 20. <laughs> he does not notice. But it's not a shoelace, unfortunately. Oh. There's a bootlace. Okay. Uh, so you untie it. You don't know how much of an effect it'll have. Okay. <laughs> well done, Don. All right. They As look you... pretty cool. They did. Do you think we look that cool? I liked how the archer was just like walking around ready yeah. and all the time. Maybe we should do that. Yeah. Not always keep your crossbow loaded. Yeah. <laughs> but how will I drink? <laughs> As you guys make your way into the holding area, the doors close once more. As uh, as the the Goliath, uh, Jeremiah Cull shouts out, "For the final match of the tournament and the final round, the stubborn Stark!" Audience, ah, big shouts, screams, hands in the air, then silence. <laughs> The gates on the side open as they all kind of circle around and look ready, not able to really ascertain the direction. All the gates open, and then barreling through at the far side, you see what looks to be some sort of large, 20-foot dragonoid-type creature with a long snout, wings that have been carved and cut to where it cannot fly, and it's lumbering forward without its flight. No arms, just the wings, giant clawed legs, and a long tail with a large poisonous stinger at the end. This is a wyvern, a wyvern that's been prevented flight and comes barreling straight to the center. They immediately go into a formation as the, to accept the creature as it goes. You watch as, as Darrow rushes up with his battle axe and starts just cutting into the creature. You see this divine energy flicker off. Oh. The arc as it slams into the side of this, this flash of radiant energy off of his battle axe as he pulls away, his like long black ponytail kind of swishing behind from the arc of the blow. As he ducks out of the way, the tail swings and he ducks underneath it. You watch as the archer pulls back an arrow and the arrow flashes this bright kind of blue-green energy before it strikes and bursts into arcane energy on the side of this wyvern. It turns around and grabs the, the dwarf by the head and begins to thrash around with him in its jaws, throwing about 10 feet. He skips to the ground, falls unconscious in the first round. Um, Is that you, Molly? 
<laughs> you watch as, as as the the old old armored guy like pulls up a symbol from his chest and begins to chant in the wrong direction before, <laughs> before uh, the, the the halfling kind of grabs him and spins him this way and he goes and continues his chants. <laughs> you watch as uh, another weapon, a spiritual weapon, appears and apparates, but this it looks like a large just club of stone that begins to slam. The wyvern spins around and its tail manages to impact the belly of the old guy as he finishes his chant. Oh. And you watch him just go limp and fall to the ground. Guys, I feel like we got the better end of the deal on this draw. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not fighting this thing. At this point, the halfling with the tattoos like tears his shirt down and exposes all these tattoos on his chest and he slaps them and begins to chant in almost a Hakka style chant. Whoa. And as he begins to like, as he's doing this chant, you watch all of his allies that are standing begin to like get revved up um, before he rushes in the halfling and pulls a blade and strikes at the wyvern, carving into its side. Um, you watch. You should do that. <laughs> we should just rip off these guys' aesthetic completely. <laughs> I just like the idea of the formation. Yeah, the formations are cool. You watch as, as the dwarven uh, crossbow ranger rushes up and, and brings the cleric back to health. The cleric kind of comes to consciousness and then brings. Uh, through a quick casting of a spell off to the side, uh, the um, uh, what was the one there? It was the was the old guy the cleric? The old guy's the one that down uh, and and the I should know the dwarf the dwarf yeah the dwarf you thought was down uh, actually gets back up. He wasn't unconscious, just yeah. knocked really hard. Uh. He gets up, makes sure the cleric is up. The cleric goes ahead and heals some people around them. They begin to kind of curl side. around it. They continue to strike and back and forth. The audience is like breathless at moments. The wyvern jumps up on top of one of the walls. Its stinger spins around and jams into Darrow. You see Darrow, the leader, all of a sudden takes the blow to the chest and he goes unconscious in the ground before the wyvern pounces on him and starts tearing into the body. Um, the, uh, the, the, the halfling, who's still kind of continuing this chant, rushes forward, leaps onto its back and begins like carving at the back of its neck. You can see the the elderly cleric begins approaching, still chanting in his mind, and he's just he's just unleashing heal spells and occasionally like throwing it looks like a bolt, like a bolt of of, of uh, energy. It looks like some sort of a, a, a electrical uh, divine bolt of energy just strikes the side of the wyvern. You see as the as the dwarven ranger just unleashes strike after strike of the, the crossbow, and the wyvern's just hitting whatever comes near it. You watch as two more of the members go unconscious, and it gets down to just three oh, on their shit. side oh, on. before they manage to continue to stab into its side. Hey, like like a long-running like long bullfighting ring, both sides are exhausted at this point. We you see three of the six are down, and the wyvern's still standing. At this point, Darrow has gotten back up and is breathing hard. He kind of backs around the side, and they've all surrounded the wyvern, who's just feeling kind of cornered at this point, blood pouring from different wounds on its body. It gives another loud streak. <laughs> It turns around towards the elderly cleric and charges him and with a giant sweep of its jaw sends him about 10, 15 feet in the air before he lands and rolls unconscious in the ground. There's two left. <laughs> the, sh the boot does dislodge and arc an additional 10 feet before resting away from the bar line. <laughs> with that, the two standing members, which are Darrow uh, and the halfling, both charge in at this point, the halfling gives a pat on Darrow's shoulder and shouts out a phrase in a language you don't understand. Darrow seems to embolden his muscles, rushes in for a strike, and carves down with his battle axe into the back of the neck after it just slammed into the cleric. As the blade sinks in about five or six inches, the, loud, the large battle cry that it gave shrinks back into this this weird withering screech. As it whips around, Darrow pulls his battle axe out and backs away a few steps. 
the wyvern falls to its knees, and with that, Darrow spins the battle axe in his hand and carves off the rest of its head with two, three, four strikes before it collapses. And with that, the audience. Thaumaturgy to say in the audience, the mighty none are cooler still. <laughs> the cheers are deafening at this point. The gates open in front of you as the MC walks out once more and goes, An incredible fight by the stubborn stock. Bring out our other winners, the Mighty Nine! The audience goes into loud cheers. You guys step out into the arena. You see the same crews coming out and dragging the body of the Wyvern off down into the uh, the depths of where it was originally unleashed and the doors closed behind. The uh, the group, uh, the clerics rush out and bring to consciousness the other members of the Stubborn Stock. They all eventually rise, beaten and bruised and as winded as a lot of you look. They give you a look as you approach. And it's kind of a... Well done, smile, wordless, but a, a, a nod of respect. And then you to the right side of uh, Jermai Cull, them to the left. Raise your arms, for today on this harvest close, you are the victors! Ah, the crowd goes crazy once more. Flowers and bits of rice grain and all sorts of things are thrown into the center of the ring and part of the celebration. Throw some money instead! <laughs> there are copper flung from the audience from the row. Um, <laughs> At which point you guys take that moment. Well, it's frustrating to share it, maybe. You made it. Um, at this point, you see one of the gates on the opposite side opens up. And uh, uh, at this point, uh, a group of seven individuals begin to approach in various shrubs. You recognize a lot of them as people that were in the lounge earlier, when you were before you entered this actual arena. Um, they're carrying a small chest of iron and dark set wood. And as they place it on the ground, they begin to pull out <coughs> sacks of money. Oh. And they're presenting you the divided prize. So that's three rounds for, for each, or for, for the group, and uh, each round was 200 gold. So that's 600 gold that you guys get to divide. And then the final pot was 2,000 divided amongst the two teams, so an additional 1,000 to your team. 1600. So 1,600 gold. As the money's delivered and you, you acquire your, your, uh, your reward, there's a final Burst of cheers from the audience, and you're escorted back into the holding area where the other groups have already left. They close the doors behind. It seems that the fan fanfare is over. The attention on you momentarily has faded, and it's just you guys, the clerics, uh, and the um, the other group, stubborn stock. Did you say all the, the politicians have already left as well? Uh, well, you haven't seen. They're, they're, they're last you saw, they were up in the stands. Oh, okay. Okay. But you guys have just got back to the holding area. Okay. Kind of taking a breath for yourself. I don't suppose there's a. Is there a heal spell on the house? Oh! Uh, Darrow goes, That's a very good question. Uh, clerics? Oh. And the clerics say, uh, we've, we've used most of them, but we, I can offer a couple. And they kind of come up and they give you a heal. You heal. Uh, it's eight hit points. That, that helps. Heal Yasha too, she's really low. Yasha, you go ahead and get one. And then that's, oh, that's a 10. You go 10. And then two other spells are delivered to the opposing side, the other team. Yeah, because they mm. had a lot more people that fell, actually, so they probably need it really that was, bad. That was very well thought. Mm. Impressive. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, I said the same to your team. That was no, uh, it was no small feat. I mean, literally, it was a very large feat on that gentleman. But a very tiny dick, as was pointed out by As I friend. heard that from across the way. Apparently, he doesn't catch nuance, though, so. That's okay. Good to know for next time. Yeah. 
Apparently, uh, giants do not suffer the same insecurities that most people in this town does. What happens now? Do we just go home after this, or is there some sort of soiree afterwards, or? Oh, there is, uh, in the lounge area. Come, come! Who is invited to the party? Well, the winners, of course. Is there free booze? <laughs> Most likely. All right. Come on, come on! <laughs> I need a drink. And then the dwarf behind him is like, oh, I could go with that one too. It's like holding his back. Um, the, the half-elf who had the, the two uh, Warhammers goes, oh, don't worry, honey, and kind of scruffs his hair. And uh, he's like, oh, stop it. He puts his arm around her waist, and the two of them kind of walk off together. Um, dwarf got game. Cute together. Yeah. You're led back to the lounge where you had originally signed up for this. Also, the same place where you had overheard the conversation with Starosta. As you enter now, it's 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 still that kind of low lit interior with the fine furniture, the cushions, uh, the food spread has been uh, refilled. The drinks are poured. The servants are going around with their trays to make sure that everyone has opportunity to eat and drink as you go. Um, inside, however, it is a little busier than last time you recall. The Starosta. Wyatt is there as well, currently entertaining a few guests in there. It looks like there's a couple of maybe uh, well-dressed merchants that look like they're dressed uh, in the same way that many of the travelers from the Menagerie Coast are. Um, there's one of them who looks like they're wearing uh, clothing that's a little more exotic than you're familiar with. Um, you do also see uh, within this area, let's see here, uh, you see Lawmaster Arantha Stonegrasp, um, there with her gray, curled uh, hair, the older dwarven lawmaster of Zadash. Oh, she's the one that we mm -hmm. talked to before. Briefly, yeah. Okay. You had one, one encounter with. Um, alongside her is uh, Dolan Thrym, and looks to be two other people you haven't met. Dolan, Dolan the guy from the. With group. Dolan. Our Dolan. What is Our Dolan. Dolan. And are they totally visible to us? What are their physical appearance? Oh, the, but the people, people that are with Dolan, what do they look like? Oh, uh, they both be, appear to be wearing uh, similar kind of dull gold robes as to what you've seen members of the King's Hall wear. Mm -hmm. um, but they're a little more casual. They're not quite as presentary or you know in the office mode. The individuals that are in the, uh, the more exotic clothing than we're used to, what can we see of them? What do they look like? Uh, well, there's there's two people that you see dressed in uh, merchant garb uh, that you see that the colors and the silks and the kind of the billowing pants um, and the, uh, the the jewelry is very reminiscent of Menagerie Coast, where it has a lot of like uh, finger chains that attach to rings and it's this very uh, kind of presentary jewelry that isn't classic European in, in visual aesthetic. It's it's you've seen it around town where you grew up, so you immediately gather these people are probably from Menagerie Coast folk. The one who looks very exotic. Um, has very, very uh, light kind of linen outfit that is uh, like a, a dull, like an eggshell white, um, but then has trim that is gold and purple. Um, the pants themselves are a deep blue and uh, short uh, black hair, uh, dark skin, bright smile, um, but you don't notice any other like cultural touchstones that you ex have any previous experience with. Have I ever seen an outfit like that before? Uh, you may have seen uh, things similar to it passing through your, you know, your town from a distance or from your mom's place of business, but nothing that you would necessarily know. A little history check, actually. She knows our history. Nineteen. Mm -hmm. Actually, uh, you get the sense that this is probably Marquesian. It's probably uh, travel from Marquette, which is a long way away. 
Um, they very rare that you find people coming all the way from Marquette to uh, to the Empire, especially like Menagerie Coast a little more often, but this is something different. Um, but as you approach and enter, one the stubborn stock just immediately scattered the food and drink, um, and throws to Wyatt, who you had seen briefly but not actually engaged with before, stands up as tall as a halfling can as you approach. Uh, with his curly, matted hair and the shocks of, of, of uh, white and gray on the sides. He, his arms open, he goes, congratulations, I just had to come and tell you personally a fantastic display. Come, come, come closer, please, I want to meet all of you. And he starts putting hands out to meet you. What's, what's your name? Uh, hello, I am Yasha. Yasha, pleasure to meet you, fantastic performance. You're a, you're a mighty warrior, I'm really impressed. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, you are? Uh, Molly Charmed. Uh, Molly Charmed, good, pleasure to meet you. I'll do. Fantastic. Uh, you, miss? Lady Fancy Pants McGee. That, that's a curious so nice name, to pleasure you. to meet you as well. All right, um, pants are rather fancy, well done. You you there, uh, little missy. Hi, I'm, I'm just Pam. <laughs> Pam, pleasure, shy, that's okay, it's a lot. What's your name? Uh, Caleb. Caleb, pleasure, pleasure to meet you. You are? Boom. Bo, Bo, all right, well, uh, pleasure to meet you as well, uh, and you, sir. No, Ford, it's been an honor fighting in your victory pit. Oh, I, I will tell you, a, a brilliant display of skill, and precisely the kind of showmanship the fine people of Zadash need right now. So, I appreciate your being a part of this. You've, it's well-earned victory, and... Um, was this person one of, in the conversation I was spying on before? Yes, he was the one who was being notified. This is the Throst of Zadash. Okay. okay. Have tensions eased in the city a bit since, you know, the incident? The incident. Well, in the, the tower with the. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, well, we've, we've, we've taken care of that for the time being. Repairs have been made, the tower's back where it was. Um, the, uh, uh, the individuals you probably want to talk to about that are over there in the corner, and you see. Um, over kind of, they were faced away from you when you first entered, but looking out from like the far window that leads to the outside, you see two figures faced away looking outward, holding glasses of wine. Um, it looks to be the two figures that you saw when you first entered the ring, Ormit Haas, the uh, headmaster of the, uh, of the, uh, the, 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 the Spire, uh, or, or the um, Halls of Erudition. And then the dude in the white robes? The dude in the white robes. Oh, shit. And they were the, those were just pointed out to all of us. Yes, yes. they're just like facing away from you guys off the bar. So, so if, if you want to inquire the specifics, they'd be the ones to talk to. Um, I will say, um, I've recently been notified by Stonegrasp. He kind of points over to the lawmaster, uh, who's over in the conversation on the side with her own people, uh, that you had already completed some uh, some dangerous contract work for the city. Is that correct? That's indeed true, yeah. We found ourselves in harm's way. We're always looking for the next bit of adventure to put some coin in our pockets and do the city some good. That's fantastic. We beat the spider. That's the one she mentioned. Uh, that thing had been a problem for some time, I hear, so it's greatly appreciated. You've already you've done twice now great service for the city. Um, well, this evening is yours to celebrate. Uh, but you know, things shifting as they are, we may have need of upstanding and skilled citizens of the Empire, such as yourselves, in the near future. Uh, should you be interested, that is. Um, where is everything okay, Starosta? You seem rather stressed. I'm good at spotting these things. I appreciate that. Um, my, my, my position here comes with a number of uh, responsibilities, so at any given point in time, I'm probably, am very visibly uh, stretched, but, um, but I'm doing the best I can. I appreciate that. Where might we contact you? Should we be so interested? 
Well, we're uh, frequently at the what the name was it? The Leaky Tap. The Leaky Tap. Yep. Leaky Tap Tavern. Okay. Frequently, not always. Yeah. Right. All right. Sometimes we stay at the Pillow Trove. You know. Oh. Sometimes we're out and about. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Uh, well. Good to know. Should Should we have need of you? We'll. We'll. Uh, know where to come and find you. Actually, uh, on the Pillow Trove, you know, sometimes we uh, people don't quite know the services we do for this city. It sure would help if we had some sort of a slip or some sort of badge that would allow us to move more freely, you know? <laughs> Through the gates. Oh, well, uh, that's, that's not a worry, I don't think. Uh, oh, Simon kind of like hits the side of the t- chair and you watch as uh, one of the uh, Crowns Guard comes up, but a more decorated Crowns Guard. It looks like he like holds more status. He goes, uh, yes, Dorosta. And he kind of looks up at him and says, uh, can we just ensure that the rest of your body of uh, soldiers understand that these fine champions of this year's Harvest Close Festival are allowed entry and exit from our fine tri spires? Uh, yes, yes, sir. Um, I, we will make sure that the, uh, the Crown Scott are aware of the Mighty Nine and their ability to pass in and out unimpeded. Most gracious of you. Thank you so much. What is your name? Oh, I, I am Jeremiah. Uh, Captain Jeremiah. I'm. Anyway. I, uh, well done, well fought. And he kind of like takes a step back out of the conversation, and you get the sense that there's like a little bit of a hierarchy there where the Staro stuff, not meaning to, but there's a very much a, I should not be part of this conversation. Right. I mean, he just kind of steps out of it. So, well, very well. Um, look, enjoy your well earned evening of revelry as much as you can. I have a sense there are uh, some stressful days ahead, so enjoy it, rest well. And takes his glass and drinks to you and takes a sip and. You are better tomorrow! Indeed, young girl. And he turns around and sets up onto the couch and re engages in conversation with one of his uh, various guests. He certainly seems stressed. He's going to die tomorrow in war. What? We all are. What are you talking about? I tell you, didn't I tell you guys there's a war starting tomorrow? Did you? I overheard them. Yes. Oh. She did tell us. We're all gonna, we're all gonna die. <laughs> we should leave we're now. We're not going to die. The war is very far away from us still. I can't believe I find myself agreeing with Nott here. I think we should get out of town while it's still possible. Really? I mean, we're just starting to climb our way up through this thing. That's, you leave the table when you've got the pot. You don't, you don't wait for everything to go back to the dealer. You know, I think for a day or two, everyone here is going to be very preoccupied in the city, so if there was anything you are thinking of doing, it would be a good time to do it. So we should steal everything. And at some point, they're going to start looking for people to fight this war, and I'm not sure I want to be around for it, because boy, they know who we are now. So what I'm suggesting is a compromise, not leaving immediately, but soon. I need time to go back to the pillow trove, you guys. Uh, DM, can you remind me what time of day it is? It's past dusk now, it's probably at dip this point, nine o'clock in the evening. Mm, and on past days, has Pumat's place been open this late? It has been, yeah. Okay. So, I still do have a giant tapestry over my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I have been walking around like. Kind of I like to think that you did the entire fight with it. I, I put it down for the fight. <laughs> I, that would explain some of my. Anyone else pick up on those two individuals over in the corner? Well, he pointed them out. We should go talk to them. Yeah, they look familiar. What should we say? Oh boy. Uh, do you want me to do the talking? Yes. Yes. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should. You, we weren't. You weren't with us the night that all this went down, and so yeah, they would not suspect you of anything. Name. Come on. That's actually true. It is outside your boundaries. Here you go. Let's go. Fjord, can you come? Well, we're all gonna go, right? Sure. Yeah. Mm. 
I'll join you, Jester. You I, want me to come to you? Yeah. I, I actually think maybe it should be her and Bo, because the, they won't recognize her, and human faces tend to start to blend into the crowd, whereas we do not. I can listen to this Darosta. Fair enough. I'm already hanging out by the door to this place. Okay, so you were just by the door away from Yeah, everything. I left 30 seconds ago. Okay. Uh, Wait, but I was actually kidding. I'm not. <laughs> You'll be great, Yasha. <laughs> just ask them. What about about what happened the other night and the crick that they killed? No, no. Don't, don't bring that up. Do you remember how we talked no. about getting well, out in the world more, them about? and then no, we, we said saw, you didn't want to, oh, and then okay, we said yes. that you're going to have to do it anyway? Don't say crick, I know, but This I is those times. I'm sorry. <sighs> okay. Come on, let's go back make asses out of ourselves. She'll take care of you. Ask about the Jorhasian that they fought, and then ask them how they do so much cool magic, and then ask them... Who they, no. who they work for? Who they, well, well, we know who they work for, so what do we need from them? You'll be f- Names, information. What are they worried about? What Who's are they coming? Fight? Are they going to roll out people? How they fly? They Ask them how they fly. Why don't you just act like you know more than you do? Like, oh, I hear war's coming tomorrow. Yeah. What about that? No, don't we're, do that. If we're going to help the city, do we're going to help the city. The more we know, the better. Let's not even start making vague promises. <laughs> Just be yourself and you'll be fine. You're ready to go. Just be anybody but yourself and you'll be fine. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. As they go that about making promises? As they start walking over, I'm going to wide flank to the left, just hug. Wait, so who's going where? Me and Yasha are going to go talk to the wizards. Bo and Yasha are going over there? You're not going to go to Yeah. No, it's too obvious. These two. Oh jeez! <laughs> I'm going to the constantly stay within a few feet of the starosta, but not in like a weird way. I just want to like overhear his conversations and see if he's talking about war and stuff. It's gonna be a okay. weird way. I'd like to flank to the it's left and keep an eye on the crowd to see who, if anybody, pays attention to two strangers approaching. Okay. Uh, it seems that that the 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 cluster of, of merchants that you had originally mentioned are keeping pretty close to these cluster of the starosta. It looks like they're probably in the business of discussing future. Transactions and business. Um, you gather probably more on the Staros to maybe making connections and preparation for what's about to transpire. Is it really crowded in here? Are there a lot of people? Uh, there's about 20 or so people in the chamber, and the chamber is maybe about 40 feet by 40 feet, so it's fairly packed. I am going to send Frumpkin dancing around people's feet to get within 10 or 15 feet of these. Uh, to follow Yasha and Bo, okay. and take a seat on a chair on the side of the room as close okay. to the door as possible. Yeah, you find a chair. Everyone seems to be standing and, discuss- and conversing, so. It's okay, Ford's been teaching me how to talk to people. Oh, oh fuck I'm glad. <laughs> Do you want to take the lead? Uh, sure. Uh, I walk up to Ornid House. Uh, Ormit. Okay. Ormit, all right. Ormid. Um, they're both faced away, and they're looking out, kind of into the, the, the. There's a window that's open that leads out into the main victory pit, and then there's the the sky, which is mostly clouds. There's occasionally, you see a break with some stars, and they're kind of just in the middle of a conversation, but it's hushed. I kind of uh, grab Yasha behind, like on the small of her back. I kind of walk her up to the window, and I'm like, "Yeah." And there's actually a really great view. They both immediately of, stop uh, and like turn over. If you look, look at you, so. I can't even imagine the beauty, right? Isn't it? I mean, it's just such a great view. Over there is the uh, the Cobalt Soul. Oh, then we can we help you. Cobalt Soul. And you, you glance over and you can see uh, Ormid Haas at first glance, um, squat, maybe like five foot three, um, but a wide body. It's like Wolverine proportions. Uh, very, very like dark, ruddy brown skin. 
uh, with eyes that are black like obsidian, that kind of almost sparkle when you look at them. The hair is very short and curled, um, and there's this kind of uh, very, very strongly inset uh, dimple wrinkle when he smiles with these uh, kind of teeth that are almost a dull gray in color. There's something not quite human about him, but also very welcoming. Um, as he turns towards you, there's almost like a bit of dust kind of just is loosened from the edges of his ears, kind of just almost like a, it, it's a strange phenomenon. Um, but these long kind of reddish uh, gold robes, his arms are kind of folded in the sleeves where you can't see them. I apologize, uh, we've taken time away from the window. And the, oh. other, the other gentleman turns towards you, you can see now uh, very close, and an older gentleman, probably like 70s or so, skin slightly kind of uh, jaundiced or yellowed in color versus uh, um, the usual uh, pigmentation here. He seems to be um, bald on top, but like kind of longer gray-white hair that goes past the shoulders, the same white and gold robes. Um, he smiles, but he looks like he's not enjoying the pleasantries of, of the, the space, but then puts on a face immediately as soon as he notices your arrival and just gives a nod. I recognize both of you. You were part of this uh, this fight earlier, the Mighty Nine, correct? We, we yes. were. You're, uh, I recognize you too. I feel like we've met before. Maybe at a gala previously? It's possible. I do not recall. But uh, if so, it is good to see you again. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Bo, I am uh, Ormid Haas. Ah. I am the headmaster of the Holos of Erudition. Mm. Mm. Um, this is my compatriot, uh, Master Trent Ikiton. Trent? Trent Ikiton. Trent Ikiton. Sure it is. And he turns and goes, he goes, it is a pleasure to meet you. Um, I saw what you did today as well, and it was a very majestic display of skills, quite. Thank you very much. Majestic is my middle name. So, um, so uh, we saw the other day you guys fighting off those invaders. That was very impressive. Uh, thank you so much for your service to the city. Uh, Ormid goes to raise his hand and, and turn goes, Oh, so you were present uh, during the attack outside of the Zabaspire, yeah? Well, I mean, it was pretty public. It's true. The well, doors are tall. Uh, it was an unfortunate incident. Yeah. That um, thankfully we were present, both of us, to take care of it before it grew too dangerous. Thank what were you God. fighting? Uh, that uh, seemed to be uh, assassins sent by the Kreen dynasty. Um, terrible cricks that had attempted to steal something uh, that should not fall into their hands. The Kreen dynasty, do you. Uh, they are from Kreen Northern Shorehouse. Oh, yeah. That is correct. He kind of gives you a look over, like he's inspecting you with a very, very rapid and very detailed intake of your features. And as he goes, where are you from, if I might ask? Abort, abort, abort. I am from... Where did you grow up? Uh, Rojas. And how long have you lived here in the Empire? Not very long, about, uh, uh, let's see, like, maybe like eight months or something. Oh, oh shit! That doesn't look good. That does not look good. No. But. Fascinating. 
Uh, she's she's a, she traveled uh, and has helped. Trent isn't even looking at you. He's just completely <laughs> focused on Yasha. I, I travel. I left. I don't. I, I. I'm. I. I don't. I chose not to live there anymore. So. Why did you leave? Uh, I just. You know, it's not a great place to live. It's awful. It's marsh and and and. You know, it's not a comfortable place to live. Make a wisdom saving throw for me, real fast. Oh, wisdom saving! What you doing? What you doing? Wow, that was cock. Super cock. That's super cock. A seven. Okay. Oh! Oh, yeah. so negative. As you're as you're talking, it's weird. Like he's staring at you. But for a moment, you feel like almost like there's an illusion over his mouth and his fingers. They they're still not moving, but it's almost like your eyes catch something shifting unseen beneath them. Almost like you've layered two images over each other for a brief second, and then they're gone. And he goes, "Huh. Well, very happy to have you fighting on our side." Yes, I I most definitely am. I can assure you, I don't. Uh, I don't, you know, stand for anything bad from the Jorhas, and I am here to help. Wonderful. Yeah. And maintain that, please. Okay. You and your friends uh, seem to be very helpful, and a lot of help may be needed, and should you ever stray from that path, it has been a pleasure. Yasha. Yes, that's me. And he reaches out and shakes your hand once more. I would like very much to talk to you sometime in the future. You're intriguing. Wait, well, so you have that to go through me because I'm her booker. So um, that's actually a conversation that, yeah, me and you and the rest of Mighty Nine can have. You're Cobalt Soul, aren't you? And Orma goes, oh, please stop this interrogation. It's just, I apologize. My friend is very. No, I am Studious. Cool, so. Yeah. Well, Super proud of the work we're doing over there. You've done much great work and have aided us on many occasions. And everyone at the Cobalt Soul feels the same about you all at the halls of your edition. <laughs> Ormond Haas is actually left. He goes, <laughs> Look, I know it's a good touch. I know it's. I know that there have been tensions in the past, but complete honesty. Like, mm. I really appreciate what you do Thank over you. there. Thank you. Anyway, we must be off. The evening has grown late. Isn't that correct? And Trent goes, Yes, that is correct. Um, it's been a pleasure. Um, and I look forward to our paths crossing again. Great. Uh, same here, because it's, this was great conversation. <laughs> Uh, really, one really. Last question, Ormid. Um, uh, the Cobalt Soul's been talking about moving to the front line. Do you have any uh, any idea if we're going to get the same support from the Hall of Your Edition? You know, just because I know you're a fan of our work and we're just such a mutual fan of to yours. The front line of what? Uh, you know. We we train a good number of war mages, yes. And uh, some of our finest will be present uh, at Blade Garden and beyond. 
Should things escalate any further, I'm sure a number of our circle will also join where is necessary. Beautiful. You have my word and the word of the assembly. Cobalt Souls got your back too. But to be clear, do you know what you're fighting? Uh, they both kind of have a knowing look at each other and look back to you and Trent Francis Fogus. We have been studying for quite some time, as is the nature of protecting our people here, yes, but there are still many mysteries beyond the boundaries. Why, is there something you know that we don't? I just, if you're fighting, I, I, I just wanted to know if you are fighting the Kryn. Very much so. They've killed many of our people. The skies to the east darken, and we'd want to keep that darkness from spreading. We wish the sun to continue to rise on this empire, and currently it is not over the Ashkeeper Peaks. But I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. If you're ever near Rexentrim, find me. I would like to continue this conversation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Warmit speaks up and goes, all right, well, anyway, a wonderful night to you all. Rest well, congratulations, and well fought. DM, can I ask, is his name Trick-a-Tick-a-Ting-Tong? What was his name? Trent Ikathon. Trent Ikathon. Yeah, I-K-I-T-H-O-N. Oh, I spelled it right! Ikathon. You're welcome. I ran a half Ikathon once. Do you get a medical? Wait, where did he say we could use that? Rexentrum? Rexentrum, yeah. Which is where the soul truth is. Okay. So they they exit, and you watch as Ormid halfway through the, the the room as he has like his arms folded goes, "Oh my goodness, look at you!" and gets down and starts going towards Frumpkin. And he's like, "This is Halogen. Where did you get in here?" Oh my goodness! Begins, begins just reaching for the. No, no, uh, uh, Ormid Haas. Ormid Haas immediately just goes down and is like on like goes from like this completely well. Like established pre prison, presentary kind of uh, persona to this like childlike wonder of this cat. It's like, come here, please. I'd like to touch on you. I'm taking all this in first person. Yep. <laughs> yes, yep, yep. <laughs> Let's remember this for later. My uh, whiskers. Uh, That's all I can take. I get out of it. Okay, you pull out of it, and you watch as as Ormid, as, as Ormid, Ormid actually picks up Frumpkin, and kind of like holds him in his hand and starts just petting him like. Oh, cool. And they both continue to walk towards the exit. <laughs> uh, uh, I uh, lean forward and look at the ground. Okay. As they exit the chamber, Ormid outside goes ahead and sets Frumpkin down and kind of pets his head for a moment and goes, Go, go on. Don't get stuck inside. <laughs> oh, my um, goodness. And they both leave and exit into the night. How'd it go? That looked like it went well. How bad was it? What information did you glean? Man, Yasha's super honest. <laughs> well, what happened? Super forthcoming. I I figured it's like, you know, one of one of those things that if you're going to get caught, you might as well tell the truth because it's just, uh, you know, to easier to remember. Oh, I don't know. I panicked. Yeah. Well, did just, you say anything you didn't want to? I don't think so. Did I say anything that was bad? I don't think so. Uh, maybe just where you are from and how short a time you have been here. 
Oh. Oh, I said both of those things. You said both of those things. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, definitely made it seem uh, like she could be a Jorhasian spy, definitely there to potentially kill them. In fact, I think that's exactly what they thought might have been happening. Yeah, but you know, you also kind of dropped a horse apple in front of them as well. Yeah, it was kind of great. What'd what she do? She mentioned uh, a little uh, insight on the pending war when no one knows about the pending war. I think, uh, I think they're going to look at you as a good resource. I think that's what you just yeah, revealed yourself either as. Or, you know, they think that I am a Rohassian assassin, and I am not. What so. the fuck is the green, though? That's the The green is the, that's the kingdom over there. Cream. It's the green dynasty. Oh, the green. Yeah, not, not, green not is the, the green. empress of the drow, you guys. Not the green is something else. I'm not here. I'm next to Starosta. It didn't evolve into a punching fest fight. Is though. this Starosta still no, here? No, I. Starosta I, still here. Okay, I'm still. I'm still man. No, I'm still. There's an improvement. This green. Let's make a perception check. Oh, is envisioning the big evil monster? Twenty. Okay, you overhear the gist of most of the conversation best you can without catching too much tension to yourself. And over the next like twenty minutes or so, you catch. What amounts to them discussing possible future difficulty in crossing border boundaries between the Empire, Menagerie Coast, and imports. The necessity of them, but having to make sure they go through very stringent processes in doing so with the promise of coming conflict. He doesn't outright say that they're at war yet, but the Strost is essentially laying the groundwork for maintaining trade lines through the Wuyun Gorge, uh, across the, uh, the Sirios Mountains, um, wanting to make sure that the port towns of the Menagerie Coast still have access to get the necessary goods to the Empire, not only just to maintain their people, but to get them as quickly as possible to the front to the east. Right. And, um, yeah, they're trying to basically establish what initially seemed like it may have been just a, a pleasantry-based arrival on their part. They've been kind of pulled into this conversation with the Strosta out of necessity from his standpoint. And you can sense there's a bit of desperation in his voice. He's generally trying to do the best job he can and feels overwhelmed in the moment. And is trying as best he can to cover it. Yeah, sure. Um, just if I, just so we know and can, I trust you. But you know, if there's anything that we need to know, now would be a good time to tell us so that we are not in danger. Are you a Jorhasian spy come here to do bad things to the Empire? No. Oh my god, you've discovered why she's been with my circus all this time, working as a bouncer. Well, why are you here then? Why did you flee? Well, I don't know if that is any of your business at this time. Well, I I just want to know in case they're going to come try to kill you and kill me by accident. Well, if they try and kill you to get answers, then this way you don't know anything, so then you're really just not worth anything. Plausible deniability. Plausible There was an M in there that wasn't supposed to be. (laughs) Plausible deniability. See an enemy. See an enemy. See an enemy. Are you, if you, I just want to know if, if you're on their side or the Jorhasian side so that when this war comes that we're not caught in the crossfire, that's all. What side are you on? I'm on my side. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not on any side, but I do think what we are fighting is something very, very terrible. 
You mean what they're fighting? In yeah. Joros? Yeah. The Queen? They're... Yeah, I mean, I, I... We heard about them in, in the North, and they're mostly dark elves that settled in a, a, a massive ruin that was completely forbidden for us to travel to. Did they do bad things to your people? Yeah, the ones that went there. And they do keep their skies dark, and it's some kind of dark magic that we don't know of that keeps the sun away. And they've enslaved men and, and beasts and demons under their banner. That sucks. Have you seen the dark skies? I've never been, I've never been there because it's hard to get there and it's not some place I would want to go alone. Did you know anyone who went? I heard stories, but never anybody personally. Hmm. Are you interested in going there? I've always been curious, just to see with my own eyes, but I mean, they've done so many bad things that I would be, want to fight them. I, I think Molly's right. I think Molly and Nod are right. I think they're gonna try and start enlisting <laughs> soldiers here. Are they doing the same where you're from? I don't know. During this whole talk, can I look in and see where my cat is? Yeah, uh, your uh, Frumpkin is maybe twenty feet outside the door and is just waiting for you guys to exit. Uh, yeah, okay, well, I tell him to wait there for me. Okay. okay. Well, if we're really going to be pulling out of this city that fast, <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe we should take advantage of these new badges we have and you know hit up the tri spire. Finish, finish the evening off right. I'll, I'll yeah. honestly say I would even. I'd like to get out of here as soon as possible so they don't think we're running from the news. We run, we get out of here before the news hits. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. All and at where once, do we or? go? I don't care. I'm just, I'm happier moving than staying still. How quickly are you thinking? If I were, if it were just the two of us, I'd say leave tonight, but. How about 24 hours from now? See if we can make it faster, but 24 hours is not is not terrifying. I I, no I, would, I would like dusk tomorrow. No later than dusk. I'd like to get out before news starts to spread. Yeah. Before they decide to start locking down the, the yeah. holes. One more day. Just to be One safe. Day. Just to you know get supplies and be ready for the road again. That's a fair point. Should we divide up the money? <laughs> yes. Well, that feels better. Two hundred and twenty-eight gold each. Great. As you guys are in the process of finishing this up, and people are starting to leave from the lounge area and they're starting to close down, uh, Darrow comes up with his troop. They're uh, ways into their cups, and he's like, ah, Friends, uh, before we shove off and probably never meet again, I just wanted to say it's been an absolute pleasure to get to meet you, to watch you fight, for you to watch us fight, and uh, all the luck in your future endeavors. Uh, same to you. It was very, very impressive. Where, uh, where does fate take you after this night? 
Well, uh, as far as I know, we're probably heading back up to Nugvarat and continuing with our contract of sitting around and being paid for nothing. Does that remind me again? North of here, northwest? Northeast-ish, yeah, northeast. east of uh, Rexentrum. That's where he'd been stationed for the past uh, six or seven months or so, and uh, done a few, a few drops there and there. Just a contract that keeps on going, or is there any set end date for you guys? No, not until they cancel it. Man, that is rough. We've been hearing little murmurs of uh, action. What direction is it? East. East of here. Oh, like over on the um, the border with Shoraz? Indeed, trouble stirring up. You hear anything about that? I mean, other than the fact that there's just been incursions and uh, kidnappings and stuff, it's all been very small, localized, and in the borders, but, uh, I mean, Blade Garden's there for a reason, and Talonstad, but. Since you're uh, familiar with that trek back and forth, anything you would recommend us, uh, you know, checking out just in case we decided to wander for a bit? <laughs> what are you looking for? I don't know, good time, a little bit of adventure, maybe a bit of both. Hmm, good time. Uh, I mean, to be perfectly honest, uh, if you're looking for uh, whining, dining, and the various nightly pleasures, um, my faith does not allow for that, so I'm a very bad source. But, <laughs> he turns around. Sure. And I think what my friend is talking about is, can you recommend any good ways to get into trouble? Oh, um, legal trouble or illegal trouble? What you will. Well, if you want to go illegal, you can actually go just beyond the boundaries of the Empire to uh, Shady Creek Run, entire haven for murderers, thieves, and uh, all sorts of strange people. <laughs> and uh, maybe if it's not so gnarly? <clears throat> <laughs> there is a deer stock to the west, as well as uh, Camorda. It's quite good drink in Camorda. Um, there's Pride's Call, if you like uh, the jovial dwarf folk there. Much less dark and intense as Grim Golir, because they're right on there on the boundary, and most of them are fighting for the war as well. Um, but personally, um, I mean, Rexentrim's got it all. We hear that. Sultra's Academy is located there as well. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that it is. You know anybody that's uh, graduated from that academy? Not privately, no. Like I said, I, I've only been here for about a little over half a year. Um, but to me, uh, it's not been too bad. Fair enough. Well, I wish you the best. You as well, my friends. Drink deep, play hard. Indeed, same to you. I want to stop the starosta before he leaves the room. Okay. You do notice as, uh, as Daryl leaves, he, he does have a medallion <laughs> around his neck that previously was kind of hidden in his armor. Uh, and it is the symbol of the, dwar- the, the Dawnfather. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. 
And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. It's the legal thing. Mm. After, oh, no, it's not. Don Father's legal here. The Don Father's legal And as, as the rest of the folk are exiting out, you guys have basically waited to close down the party. Most of the servants are, are cleaning up and finishing up the space. Uh, this Tarosta begins to leave and make his way out there with his companions, and they're kind of chatting. And I drink all the leftover drinks that people left behind. <laughs> all right, all right, that's good. Let's go. Yeah, I have, I have may for limitless it. alcohol. May I have a moment of your <laughs> yeah, time? Your limitless. Oh yeah, uh, of, of course, uh, Jester. No, 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 no! You told him it was it was fancy, fancy pants. pants. Yes. Yeah. Fa- uh, Ma- fancy pants, McGee. Yes. Yes. Right. Right. Uh, yes. Um, My friends call me Jester. Ah, fair enough. Yes. What can I do for you? Well, I couldn't help but notice your body posture for this whole party has been rather tense. I don't know if you <laughs> noticed, but I am a bit of a healer. And you know, I'm from the Menagerie Coast, where I did a lot of mental healing as well as body healing. So, if there's anything you need to relieve your stress, I am very good at this. This is why I came here. He kind of gives the goes. Uh, he looks back and forth to his companions and goes like, "But what are you insinuating?" I'm talking about somebody to talk to. Right, right. To relieve your mind of your stress. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate that offer, genuinely. Uh, just your fancy pants, McGee. Um, uh, however, uh, su- such is have, my life. I know you have people that work. Maybe for in you. a week. Give me some time. A uh, lot of stuff percolating right now, but um, uh, leaky tap, right? Or the pillow trove. Or, or the pillow trove. All right. Well, uh, I, I may have use of your services uh, soon. Uh, not at the moment, but soon. Okay. I can help your mind. Thank you. You just much. relieve that stress. It's somebody to talk to. It's very helpful. And uh, I appreciate that. Soon. Soon. And he kind of like is trying desperately to not make get the wrong impression to his friends as he kind of darts off with them into the night. <laughs> Are you drinking every random cup, or are you just pouring them all into one cup? A suicide, or one at a time? No, no, just finishing the ones that are left behind. It is an atrocity to leave alcohol on a table. Make a constitution saving throw. Yeah! Mm. One of those was full of dip spit. (laughs) Ford's work. Yuck. Yeah. 17. Iron stomach, Beauregard over here. Like You're going to have the shits later. Yeah. You're probably. You're a trash person. <laughs> I'm going to walk over and take your last drink and drink it and salute. <laughs> You're a. You just. I know. 
Oh man, you guys are really trying to get this Thrasta to talk to me. Well, you offer you. It's, it, I would have said yes if a strange psychoanalyst walked up to me. I am a good healer. <laughs> I'm a really good healer. Did you tell him that he has to give you a dollar to engage your services? No, I told him I, I didn't give him a price, actually. Oh. See, that's even shiftier. I really That means I'm really good, is you what that means. for all these services? Not for friends. Oh. I'm actually really shit at giving advice, but don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> I, agree. I feel like you would be very good at it, you know? Well, anytime you have any problems, Yasha, you just come to me, okay? Okay. <laughs> Are we talking about I maybe showed a little bit of pink on my oh! <laughs> oh, Are we talking about rolling at the pillow trove this evening? Is that what I'm picking up on? Or? I need to go by there anyway. How long has it been since we've been in town? Well, since she's been, she been in town? Yeah. Uh, in fact, it's probably been a week and a half to two weeks. I mean, by this point, my mom has probably got the package here, so. Well, by all means, let's stop by there, and then we let's see if there's a fancy place for us to, you know. We have fucking money to burn. We need some healing potions and things. Yes, yeah, yeah, we'll I bet there's places. Later, in there. it'll be fine. We could go to the Silken well, Terrace. What What's the Silken Terrace? At this like point seven, now, eight, nine. Oh no! Right now, it's probably like 10, 30, 11 uh, o'clock. Plus, like, there's always one of those poo mats around. <laughs> okay. What's the mission for tonight, though? Dry Spire Pillow Trove. Get Jester's package. Get turned up. Get some healing potions. Wait, we're turned getting up. turned up before we go to Pumat's? Is the idea. Why not? Yeah. Well, you think Pumat's going to be open at two in the morning? Red Fair, the more you drink, the more you spend. Make? <laughs> Why okay. do we need to go now? No, we don't. It's late. Yes. We did a lot today. We did a lot today. Oh my god, I'm so tired. This place. <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, it's we're probably because yeah. you just drank like 15 drinks. We're gonna have to move on things quickly, but. <laughs> Lead the way, Jester. Up early in the morning. All right. Up early in the morning. Are we staying at the Pillow Trove? Pillow oh, Trove! Oh, yes. Yeah, we'll crash here, that's fine. Did you guys divide the money up? Yes. Yep. What did I get? 228 and five silver. Woo! All right. So, as you guys exit from the forum, the Victory Pit, out into the night, which is the the event is still going on, though it's most of the people have flittered out. Everyone who remains is either pretty tossed um, or is in the process of closing down their various carts and, and established uh, places of sale. Um, the Penta Market is closing. Uh, the festival kind of pushed it a little bit for some establishments. Uh, but you make your way walking towards the Trispires, and that's where we'll go ahead and take a break. Oh, hi. We're gonna break. Yep, we're gonna break because it's 8.50. Yeah. It's um, your birthday. Yeah. yeah. So we, uh, <laughs> we'll be right back. We we'll a few minutes for a break. However, we do have our Wormwood giveaway. Oh, yes. Um, so tonight we have the quilted maple what? dice tray. What? This is made of oh. rigid device. <laughs> oh, wow. With our like leather interior. Yeah, you want to touch it? You may touch it. So now, now not only is it, not only do you win it, but you win it touched by Laura Bailey. Oh, wow, look at that. The price just went up by about 20% on the worth of it. Um, so the Quilted Maple one will go to one of lucky winners in the US or Canada, excluding Quebec. Um, but to uh, come into the Twitch chat, and tonight's term is victory. Victory! Go ahead and put in the word victory into chat to be entered only once, more than once, and you'll be disqualified. And we'll come back at the end of the break. 
for uh, to announce the winner. So yeah. see you guys there in a little bit. <laughs> and welcome back, everybody. Uh, so before we jump back into the game, uh, we have our winner of our fantastic uh, dice box from Wormwood. It is Deadlight Carrion. Deadlight Carrion, congratulations. Deadlight Carrion. Deadlight Carrion. We'll get your information, we'll get that sent out to you ASAP, but well done. Right. And, and thank you, Paul, for getting us all ice cream. Yes! yes. We had break, we had break ice cream. Nobody tell my trainer. Yeah. Yeah. I had the froyo because um, it's healthier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. So, as you guys are leaving the Penta Market in the late hours of the evening, making your way towards the Tri Spires, uh, as you approach the outskirts of the outer wall, the gates open. The guards there posted. There are three there waiting. They begin to approach as your troop begins to arrive. Um, one of them steps up. Goes, um, hold, please. If oh, uh, right, right. Um, please, you may continue. Yeah, we're there. Very obviously yeah. holding and petting my cat and looking at all three of them as we walk. <laughs> and one of them is the guy that kicked him originally. Oh. <laughs> He's not the one that, that interfaced with you, but he's like standing by the side there, just kind of waiting, and he watches you approach as you walk by, and he goes, Go Star-Lord, don't ruin this. Guten Abend. Uh, <clears throat> just swallows and doesn't respond, and just kind of looks off in the distance. Caleb, <laughs> what did you say? Guten Abend. Good night. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, Guten Almonds. Have a pleasant Guten evening. Guten Almonds. Guten Almonds. Mm -hmm. So, where are we going? Like, I mean, we're going to the Pillow Trove. I support you, Jester, but Thank I mean, you. What I support are we you too in all we? of your endeavors. Okay, then let's go there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, as you guys make your way uh, through the streets of the Tri Spire. Apologies, I pull Bow backward by the arm. Okay. And make out. And uh, no. And and long enough till we fall back a bit so that then. Wait to see that the group is not paying attention. Okay. Yeah. As you go. Can you get me into that library tomorrow? Yeah. I told you a fucking secret, though. I also kind of told Yasha the secret. But so you, can... you and Yasha know the secret. Okay. It's not really that much of a secret. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But the library is a thing that we can do before we leave this city. Yeah. As long as nothing crazy happens, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, I'm just hoping to look at books. Is that all right? I know. I know exactly what you want to do. And yeah, it should be all right. Uh, good. Great. What are you? What are you looking for? Just more spells? Or anything else in particular? No. I mean, spells you can find. Um, you know, digging in. Uh, a thousand-year-old uh, laboratories. Um, I want to learn. I want. I want. I want what is not readily available to all. Okay. I don't know if I, uh, that is something that I would be allowed to look at. Uh, what kind of clearance do you have? Uh, they're not going to let you see the like super secretive weird shit in the back. History? Of the history? Yeah, there's tons of history, man. I mean, it forced history down my throat. Oh. Okay, this is good. Um, hey, hey, wait, though. Oh, that's two times I've tried to bail out of this conversation. I know, I know. I'm real good at it. Uh, 
Why are you afraid of fire? <laughs> Great segue. <laughs> uh, well, I'm just I, saying, you know, I just want to know because I'm going to be taking you around books and your relationship with fire is, you know. Are you going to set the books on fire? No, are you going to set the books on fire? I'm going to read them. I'll take you in the library if you tell me why you're afraid of fire. Manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> One secret traded for another. <clears throat> it's a fair price, I think. Is there anyone around? Uh, there's the group ahead of you, maybe about 15 or so feet, and you're approaching the exterior of the, of the uh, pillar trove. Not right now. I'm giving Yasha a piggyback ride. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know where to find Do me you when you're ready? Do you this piggyback ride? Yeah, I have my feet linked so, so I can, like, monkey piggyback ride. <laughs> That's amazing. Just hold on. <laughs> <clears throat> there's the Zauber Spire, uh, glistening and lit from beneath, uh, assembled, no longer, you know, akimbo. Um, as you guys approach the exterior of the pillow trove, there's the steps that ascend to the entryway, the kind of arched uh, door frame, and you I'll enter the, the beautiful. As soon as I get my payment. Drinks. We're out in public, and we're in front of a hotel. I, but I'm inside the hotel has oh. drinks. <laughs> I like that you have a handle on your mug, but you don't use the handle. <laughs> well, it's a little like. I'm, I'm balanced. Yeah. You know, I kind of have to like choose that, if I'm yeah. going to commit to the handle or if I'm going to commit to Maybe the Maybe do the thing you just kinda. did. This is like, it's not bad. But yeah. your handle yeah. gets to, I mean, I, just I do the same thing with this cup. I grab true. it by this, like this the whole time. So as you make your way into the. Uh... How do you do it, Sam? The Pillar Trove in its beautiful marble presentation there awaits you as you come into the well-lit interior. There's the number of uh, candles that are kind of hanging on uh, small hooks in the walls. They're just kind of dangle there, and the flames flicker to light the archway in the inside. There you see, sitting at the table, uh, what looks like is going through some sort of stack of parchment, is uh, Madame Luena. You had briefly seen before in this like beautiful red dress. She's gorgeous. Hey, that lady, that's who I was trying to look like that night, you remember when we were at the yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like well kept uh, kind of almost bouncy brunette hair and golden eyes as she smiles as you enter. Hello. How might I help you this evening? Hi, do you remember me? I was here before. I do remember, yes. Good to see you. You too. Did you know we just won in the victory pit? I did not. I did not attend that portion of the festival, but congratulations. Thank you, we're kind of famous now. That's wonderful. Um, we think we may stay here tonight, too, because, you know, we thought it would be nice for the Pillar Trove to have famous people staying here for you. But of course, we have, we have, is that a room for each of you? She's an Instagram model. <laughs> well, it depends on what you want to offer us as the victories of the Victory Pit. Well, I'm happy to offer you rooms uh, at the discounted rate of the charging price we give to it. It's still an establishment of. Of course, yes, like but it. we would tell everybody we stayed here all the time. Well, uh, we. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, my dear. I'm really bad at persuading people yeah. today, apparently. Do you want I'm me to try? I'm doing a really bad job. <laughs> 
I have a package probably here anyway, so I'm going to check on that. I'll let everybody else talk to you about how famous we are now. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, how many rooms would you like? I think two will do just fine. Two rooms, all right. However many can bunk together, I guess. Okay. Uh, so two rooms purchased for the night. Um, if I recall correctly, it puts you around four gold. That's uh, it? Four gold? Do you know how much you, you wanted to charge me before? No, I wouldn't. I'm just going to leave it, though, because I'm walked away. I'm not that kind of Four gold for two, for two rooms. For each room? For each room. Oh, for each room. I'll yeah. cover the uh, fellas' room. Here's four gold. Yeah. Yeah. Here's four more for me. Except so. This was this this, this was her her uh, seating to the victory pit, <laughs> victory in return customer price. Um, Jessica, what are you doing? I'm going to see if my package is here for okay. my mom. Okay, so you head to, to where you went previously, which is a little like side chamber, and there's uh, a young woman there waiting, who's like kind of falling asleep at the desk. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't see you there. Uh, can I help you? I blend in with my environment very often. It's common. Oh, wow! Very, very well done. Um, I have a package here, probably. Uh, name? Jester. 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 Hold on, just a second. And she gets up and walks out of the room. And uh, a minute passes. Two minutes pass. Anything on the desk of value? Uh, on the desk, this this woman who's mm -hmm. from the left. Um, it looks to be a small uh, lantern, like a, an oil lantern that's set there that's kind of flickering. It's, it's well made. Nice pen or anything? Uh, no, it looks like she took it with her. <laughs> I'll keep waiting. About five minutes pass before she uh, enters with what looks like a small uh, parcel of some kind under oh. her arm and goes, uh, I, I believe this is to you, Jester, correct? It's, it's a small box about that big, and it's, it says Jester written in nice handwriting on the edge. Oh, oh yes, that would be the one I'm expecting. Thank you so much. It came? It came, I guess. <laughs> see, I told you my mom is really cool, you I'm guys. I'm sorry I doubted you. Oh my gosh. We're all going to be here to see this open, right? Yeah, this is the open. We should probably, it's like a lot of money, so we should probably open it up in the room. Yeah, that's what I very fair. Yes. Yeah, thank you for your help. We'll Maybe retire tip, for the evening. We typically tip when someone. Oh, that's right. You, she does have her hand open. <laughs> oh, here, of course, of course, of course. Here's two gold for you. Two gold. Thank you. I'm very wealthy now. That's thank you very you. much, Madame. And have a wonderful night and stay here at the Pillow Trove. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now we don't have to worry about things anymore, you guys. Uh, as you guys head back, uh, the keys are given out to the two, to both of you, and the, uh, the, the madam leads you up to your chambers. And on your way up, she goes, uh, "Are there any other services that you would require while you're staying here this evening to celebrate?" What services are available? What, what kinds of that? services? Bottle service. Uh, wine can be delivered. Uh, okay. uh, companionship okay. can be provided. Oh shit! Massage. Oh massage. shit! Everything. <laughs> What kind of companionship do you oh, have here available? Uh, well, um, whatever. <laughs> you see her like kind of trying to find the words for it. She goes, "Likely uh, the the best kind of companionship you could find." Not the this. best kind. <clears throat> the best available. Okay. 
Yeah, you don't happen to work with the uh, Ruby of the Sea, do you? Uh, no, I, I know of her. She has a reputation. But uh, we have fine uh, companions here as well, To She has the best reputation, you uh, know. She has a, a, a great reputation, yes. Um, but she works outside of the Empire, and um, should, should you be interested, uh, we have a number of individuals uh, across the spectrum who would be happy to uh, lend you an ear and help ease your mind. Yeah, Jesser does that too. Hmm? Who does that? Lend an oh, ear for mind. advice. Ease your oh, mind. Oh, I do. I do ease people's minds. Just saying, that's how it sounded before too. Yasha, if you were to partake of a companion, what kind of companion are you interested in? <laughs> is, is it like a like a, a beast type like of a thing? Like a tall one or, or like a short a, one? Uh, I don't know. Just one that I. Like I, Maybe lots? Like what color eyes Maybe do you like lots. the most? <laughs> hmm? What color eyes do you like the most? Do you want people with one color eye and the other color How eye like you, you have? you just come and find me when you've decided whether or not? I think that's very yeah. fair. Mm. Is there okay. like a, <clears throat> never mind. Gesture, shall we? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> the, the madam leaves. Can I ask an out of uh, character question? Sure. As, an, as a citizen of the Empire. Yes. How much does Caleb already know about the Cobalt? Uh, folk, Cobalt So, yeah. Um, I mean, you know of them, in in the way that you know of um, the people at City Hall that keep all the records of the, you know the, the building structures. Like you know it exists. Everyone knows it's part of the structure, but nobody really pays much attention because it's a place of of learning beyond what the usual uh, you know learning process is. So it's like certain dying pe- public libraries of today. <laughs> right, you're a librarian. I mean, it it it, it has. Kind of, yeah. Like, like people know it exists, but not. But the few people that really take an interest in it either end up pursuing it or adjacently to it. Okay. Um, and those people end up acquiring more knowledge and it becoming more prominent in in the society. Uh-huh. So it's almost a it's an unused resource, um, unfortunately. And their their like political affiliation. Uh, I mean, I mean, within the empire. Yeah. They're they're. They're one of the many sanctioned modern places of, of worship for the for the Knowing Mistress. Modern. Yeah, um, but they're they're with the Empire. Okay, like they they function within the Empire, and they have uh, the uh, you know the, the the individuals that run each archive are appointed by the Crown, mm-hmm. uh, as with all places of worship in the kingdom. Whoever helms those locations, the High Priests, the High Archivists, whoever they are, they're they're appointed by the Crown and worked directly for the Empire. Okay. Yeah, all religion here is employed by the Empire at, at the highest point. As long as there's a Cobalt Sol, uh, Soul Scholastic Fair, I think I'm really. <laughs> I know. Uh, oh my scary god. Scary stories to tell the dead. <laughs> yes! yes. Oh. I want my pencil set. That's after winter, unfortunately. You have to wait for spring for those to okay. come around again. God, I miss those. Oh those are the shit. best. Everybody got their gifts brought to like the oh room. God. Oh my god. It felt like a festival inside your school. Yeah, it's great. It's amazing. Yeah, so. yes, I do. Let's make one for adults. Guys, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Reading's cool. My fault. No, legitimately, it is. Support H26LA. Uh, and thank you to those who did. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, you have your rooms at the Pillow Trove. Yes. Well, what'd you get? Oh, oh, okay, okay. When we get the money, we should all go out and buy new outfits, and we should go have a feast, and maybe we can buy new clothes for the horses, too, because I bet they would really like them. But you don't need to give us your money. It's for everyone. 
I open up the box. Okay. That says my name right on Check it. Check for traps! It, it says it right here, my name. All right, so, first off, uh, the package, as you kind of shake it a bit, it, it has the various objects inside of it and it kind of rattles a bit. It's not as heavy as I expected it to be, but. No. Maybe it's a check. That's probably what it is. Uh, I have no idea what that it's is. It's about eight to 10 pounds, maybe. Um, as you open the package and unwrap it, and it's, it's pretty well wrapped, uh, you open the parcel, and on the inside there is a, a bag of coin, about that big there. It's probably platinum, because it's light. Or, you there know? is a, uh, a small bundle that's kind of wrapped with twine, and there is a letter. I. Beautiful handwriting. Yes, she's really amazing. Do you want me to read it out loud? Yeah. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. My darling Jester, that's me. Oh, she loves you. I do so hope your journeys have been safe, fruitful, and wondrous. <laughs> I've always wished you to see the beauty of the world around us, and while the circumstances perhaps were not the most favorable, it has allowed you the freedom to become your own woman. That's nice. I spent a lot of time inside it. I told you this, yes. Yeah. Okay. To show all of Wildmount and beyond the gifts you have to offer and the joys you have to give. My sweet girl, how I miss you. I miss her too so much. Your laughter, your energy. I've been sick in your absence. Oh, because oh. I'm such a healer, you know, and I took care oh. of her, so that makes me so sad. But it is the trial any mother must endure, I suppose. You're on your own now, and while I will always miss that little girl, I'm equally eager to see the woman you will become. Tensions here are less, but not absent. Given time, I hope things will vanish into the past, and you may come to see me once more. Until then, I've included a small trifle. Some <laughs> things to keep you comfortable, creating, and free. I love you. Your Ruby, my mama, Marion Lavore. She doesn't tell many people her real name, you know. Marion, it's oh, a beautiful name. Isn't it? <laughs> I love my mom so much. It looks like she loves you very much too. Mm. Let's see what she sent us, okay? And they open the little the, the, the little package. Okay, the package contains a vial about that big. What looks to be kind of like some some dark. Liquid, just kind of shake it there. Do I recognize it? Have uh, I seen it you do, and she keeps it usually by her materials. It's a bottle of her lavender perfume. Oh, Chanel! It's really nice. Everybody oh. really likes this smell. But it's, it's a smell that's very much affiliated with her, Shut and up. you know, it's I just open it and sniff you it. smell it. And it's it's the wave of nostalgia that comes over you. Your childhood flashes through you again. Um, and within that bundle as well, you see there is uh, five uh, small ink vials in there of different colors. There's a red ink, there's a blue ink, there's a green ink, uh, and then two black. Blue, green. Color friendly. Yeah. Color friendly. <laughs> Magenta, cyan. <laughs> this is so I can keep painting. Of course. I used up a lot of the paint that I had at the festival. Mm. Hmm? And 200 gold in the pouch she sent. 200 gold? That's a lot of money! 
for all of us. That is, that is a really good amount of money. 200 gold is a lot of money, you guys. Yeah, yes. Uh, expecting more? Well, I mean, when we left, you know, I had a lot more than that, but you know, it's because, you know, I'm growing up and we probably um, are learning about how to spend money better, so she's teaching me probably that 5,000 gold is not needed every she time. She gave you 5,000 gold before? I really thought there was going to be more money in here. <laughs> Maybe she, did you tell her that you were out of money? I did, I did tell her that. And this is all she sent. But you know what? That's totally fine. 200 gold is really generous of her. Maybe, and I don't know your mother. Maybe she was testing the postal system, sending a small amount as a test. Yeah. You can write back and say, got it safely. Feel free to send yeah. more. That's a really good idea. Maybe that was it, because I wouldn't want to send 5,000 gold over the mail system. With There's people out there who steal the mail. You know what? <laughs> 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 that is true. No, incredibly excellent point. It is so easy to defraud the mail. Plus, two hundred gold is is a lot of. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's more than I pretty much have That's right now. Yeah. More than we used to make in a year. Easily. Birthday card. Money never make in a year. Yeah. Caleb. What? I'm really sorry about that one time when you were talking about money with me, okay? Oh, that, that's fine. The most important thing is that she loves and cares for you and, and wants to support you from afar. That is really great. And she sent my favorite colors, red and blue and green and Th black. Those are the those most. Those are my favorites to paint absolute with. Absolute most basic. You can mix them. <laughs> She knew I had a lot of white already on me, so I can make lots of colors. Mostly paper is white, too. Well, it doesn't work like that. I don't know how it... Okay. <laughs> so are we going back out, or are we turning in? I mean, some of us kind of beat shit. Do you guys want to split up the 200? Jester, why don't no, you keep that? 200. 200. It's, it's your money. We just kicked ass and, and made 200. We'll do it again tomorrow. That is true. Yeah. I'm going to put this in a special place so that we have it in case we need it. Right? Sure. The emergency fund. Exactly. And this will be this yeah. will be mom's emergency fund. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to paint that on the bag. Mom's emergency fund. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'm getting kind of tired. I'm going to turn into the other room if anybody feels like joining. Congratulations, Jester. That's very exciting. How deep of a sleeper are you? I don't know, I feel after a day like today, pretty fucking deep. Cool, find out. I'm gonna go downstairs. Okay. <laughs> so is he, all right, so you head downstairs. Uh, oh and boy. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to at least need the best masseuse they have who's also willing to do other interesting things and somebody <laughs> to feed me and talk to me as the entire thing is going on, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, well, uh, I can definitely uh, provide those requests. That, that sounds like a, a two-companion request. I would imagine so. 
Wait, just so I'm clear. No, I'm so happy. You're going to get a full release massage while you're eating a steak or something? <laughs> <laughs> a full muscle. Fruit, don't be crass. That's just weird. Preference. Best hands. Male, female in between. Best hands, best conversationalist. I just surprise me. Very well. Mm. That, that will run you 20 gold. And I pay it, and you better sleep through You can sleep through it or not if you like. <laughs> the return of my face to the wall. Well, that's a college man. College roommate. <laughs> so, as the rest of you are turning in for the evening to relax, you all eventually kind of get yourselves comfortable. Caleb, you're reading through your book, and then at the door of the mailroom, it opens up, and there you see uh, a young man and a young woman both enter in nice silk robes. Oh. Uh, Oh, it's like in the room. Oh yes. <laughs> I do not put that together yet. Um, both, oh, yeah, both human. <laughs> we got two rooms. Yeah. yeah they. All right. So, um, who who requested the service? Oh, excellent. And I'm just. Are you on the bed? Not anymore. Okay. I'm just, I'm just going to take the bed, and I'm just I'm just going to take my my full massage and otherwise. And otherwise. And otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you would also like some food, I'm, I'm sure they'd be willing. They bring to in a small well. platter of like grapes mm-hmm. and other fruit and. I'll, I'll take an apple and say, <laughs> "Godspeed," <laughs> <laughs> and I will leave the room. <laughs> Caleb. Uh, yeah, I leave the room and actually run downstairs and ask uh, the front desk if they have uh, another room. Uh, yes, of course, another room can be provided. How much is that? Uh, for your troops, it would be four gold for a third. Excellent, yeah, here you go. All right, here's your key. Thank you. It's uh, two doors down from the, the one on the left that you originally purchased with your friends. <laughs> so is it the four ladies in a room? Mm-hmm. I'm doing the old college hallway sit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> outside the door, like, that's my room. Talison feels, feels your pain. Can we hear? Are we next door to this room? Can we hear what's happening? Make a perception check. Oh, I'm I'm sure at the very least I knocked on the door and and just and just said I'm having fruit if anyone wants anything. I rolled a fourteen. Mm, I rolled a seven. I rolled a sixteen plus. <laughs> wait, what's my? Per- oh, nineteen. Eighteen. I rolled a one. So, are we done taking donations or? Taking donations, you know, for oh, eight to six. Oh, that's all done now, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think so. Yeah. So now they're just straight up bad. Yeah. Man, in context, <laughs> that was weird as fuck. Like, <laughs> like, um, it's it's it's. <laughs> I rolled a nineteen. Not anymore. It's mostly ridiculous conversation through this whole thing. So. Yeah. Can we hear anything? All you hear are giggles. Yeah. <laughs> I, I poke my head out. Do I see Ford? You see Ford in the hall. In the hall, yeah. Psst. Hey. How's it, how are you doing? You're you're in the most expensive hotel in a mil, in a, like a hundred miles, and you're in the hallway. Yeah, there's. It's a, real fucking funny. And Molly got a, a guy and a girl walked in with food. <laughs> Do you wanna you wanna come in our room so you're not in the hall? Do you have people in there with food? I have not, and Jester, and I think Jester has pastries. And Yasha's in here too. We can order room service. Do you wanna come in and order room service? 
Yeah, it sounds fine. Let's do that. <laughs> we order room service. All right. They'd... About when this is happening, I pull the wire out of my coat and hold it into my palmed hands and uh, message to Not. Not, um, would you find an excuse to bring uh, Beauregard <laughs> and yourself to uh, uh, my room that you saw me go into? Message received. <laughs> What? Huh? Nothing. I didn't say anything. He said message received. I was practicing a new catchphrase. It's weird. <laughs> I was practicing, that's why I'm practicing. Maybe you should try out different yeah, ones. Shop it some more. Yeah. <coughs> I kind of like it. I don't know. Yeah, you're like, you hit someone. You hit someone, you're like, yeah. message received. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I'm kind of into it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, hey, uh, you know what? You, uh, did you order the room service yet? Yeah. I. We, we called down. <laughs> <laughs> I think the phone's broken, so maybe me and Bo should go deliver the order downstairs. Oh, okay. Done, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes, tell them we want cookies and milk for sure. Mm-hmm. A rat. Uh, oh, we second. didn't need our rats yet! Well, we can get them here you on the You save those, those for when we're traveling. They, I mean, they'll die. Well, the, the, the rats are currently back at the other, at the leaky tap. Oh. oh, that's right. Well, no, you haven't. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, you still have them. You still have them. You haven't gone back. That's right. That's should, we, uh, should we toast now? Yeah. Well, I but Yasha likes to cook hers, remember? Oh, you don't like to cook yours? Oh, uh, no. Not that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll try it, but I feel like it's much, do you want me to have them cook it? Have you ever had it cooked? No. With a little salt, little pepper? No. I don't know if they will cook rats here, though. No? Most? Of the like the places that charge a lot of money for rooms don't usually cook the rats, but they do have other animals that they'll cook for you. What do they have? Probably like a cow, or like a deer, or like an owl bear. Or How about something? this? We'll tell them. We'll g- just give us the chef's choice. The giggling gets louder from the other room. Like the. the oh god. I can't tell who that's coming from. Oh God! Come on, let's go. Yeah, give me a rat, and I'll I'll, I'll have them cook it and bring yeah. it back for you. We're spending enough money on this place. I won't eat your rat. Do you promise me? Do you promise not to kill me in my sleep because you're a Jorhasian spy? Oh. Oh. <laughs> no. If I don't eat your rat, you can't kill me in my sleep because you're a Jorhasian spy. Okay. As <laughs> you pull it away. All right, let's go order some food. Okay. <clears throat> you make your way to Caleb's room? Yes, as soon as we get out of the room, I say, I was told to bring you to Caleb. I don't know why. Can we go order food first and then we'll go hit Caleb? Because it's going to sure, take them sure, like we'll go order 45 food to 60 minutes to right, deliver it. It's going to take a while to yeah. deliver. All right, <laughs> we'll go order food first. All right, you go order food. <laughs> For the for the for the breadth of the evening meals, it costs we'll say one gold, five silver for food for everybody. What do you guys want to do in the room? It's pricey here. Now uh, I'm gonna send a few messages out. Caleb, what room are you in? 
Caleb, what room are you in? Oh, Caleb, what room? If I eventually catch it, I give not the room number. Oh, okay. He's in oh. room six. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys make your way to Caleb's room. Come Jesus. Come on, come on. I brought, I brought the monk. Are we discussing some escape plans? Uh, potentially. Um, you know, uh, we're leaving soon, and um, uh, Beauregard has an inn at uh, one of the bigger libraries in the city, and oh. I want to go there. Before we leave. Excellent, let's go. Tomorrow, right? When yeah. they're open? Yes, but Beauregard has given me a condition. Uh, she had some questions for me, and I would like to answer them, but I don't feel right uh, telling her and not telling you, so I would love for you to stay here for a few minutes. Sure, yes, whatever you want, Caleb. It sounds serious. Um, Beauregard, may I ask you a question to start? Yeah. Um, how do you feel about the Empire? Oh, well, man. Are you in favor of how things are going here? No, but I'm not in favor of many things. I don't like a lot of things. Kind of have a problem with like authority. They're like the epitome of authority. I watch my father sacrifice a lot to try and impress those people, so I'm not sure what it was for. Seems like a lot. Are you comfortable with business as usual? Uh, what, Uh, what, how do you mean? Do you approve of how the Empire is going? No, I mean, I, I'm not like super invested in the political spectrum. I just don't want any part of it, so no, I think it could be better. No. Is she lying to me about being not invested? I mean, it's up to you if you want to. No. As far as, as, far as I know, yeah, she's being pretty forthright. Do I have to shout inside check or? No, no, no. I'm, 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 it's up to her whether or not she yeah. decides if she needs to or not. So Marisha is telling you Bo is being genuine. Yeah. Oh, not super invested about how the empire is going. I <laughs> think everybody's lying. <laughs> I, I have no investment in their success or failure. I think most of them tend to be scumbags who want monetary and influential gain, and I think they they treat their poor pretty shitty, and they treat their elite pretty great, and I think that's sucky. Uh, yeah, I think they're garbage people, but Molly thinks I'm a garbage person. Trash person. Sorry, <clears throat> a trash person. So if they're garbage people, I'm their rare cousin, the trash person. And, and I would like to, my reading on if that is genuine or not. Yeah. 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 Okay, so Liam asking a question, and yeah. this is your choice. Uh, this is an idea that popped in my head. Could I request that everybody but Sam and Marisha leave? The Ooh, you can. yeah, yeah. Whoa! So, everybody else but Sam and Marisha. <laughs> 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 bitch! Bitch! 
I didn't want to listen anyway, bitch. <laughs> that means you too, Matt. <laughs> well then. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh... <laughs> I, I watched my father sacrifice a lot to get where he was, and I'm not sure if it was fucking worth it. So the, the Empire doesn't lean favorably in my spectrum, but I also don't care if they really live or die or whatever. Well, I really want to go to the library tomorrow. Yeah. And this may be a very stupid decision of mine. Yeah. What does she want from you? Would you be willing to leave with me tomorrow if I asked you to? Of course. Just the two of us. Absolutely. Right away, whatever you want. But why? Is a secret that valuable? <clears throat> I am going to tell you the story of how I murdered my mother and father. Oh! When I was younger, I grew up in a small uh, township outside of Rexentrum called Blumenthal. My mother's name was Una. My father's name was Leofric. Uh, everyone was very excited about me when I was young. I was bright and confident. People used to say that I glided through life and everything just worked for me. Uh, and as I got older, uh, it became clear that I had uh, uh, a knack for the arcane. And everyone talked about the Solstress Academy. Maybe I would go there someday. It's uh, it, the way they do things at that academy. Uh, they don't take all comers. Uh, they. Uh, look for the diamond and the rough, and you know, every couple of years they find one. Uh, but when I was a young man, adolescent really, they found uh, three of us. Uh, another boy and a girl, and... Uh, from your town? Yeah, from Blumenthal. And uh, uh, we were accepted. <laughs> How old were you? I was young. What, what's young? Teenager? Yeah. Anyway, uh, we went there. I studied for a year. I worked so hard. Um, it came easier to me than the other two, but they were also very accomplished. Uh, there were others. There were other students from other parts of the Empire there. And uh, a little over a year of, uh, of, of learning all they had to impart, I met uh, 
a man uh, named Trent Ikefan. Uh He became our teacher. Why didn't you say anything earlier? Earlier when? Earlier tonight? Early a week ago? What do you mean? When we were talking to Trent. You know we were talking to Trent. So, after a year of studying in the main school, Trent uh, handpicked all three of us again, and we left the school proper and went with him to a home out in the countryside where he trained us. And it was a good, it was a good time. We believed in the empire. We were going to keep it strong. Uh, he was cruel. He hurt us a lot. Um, made us go through uh, extreme circumstances. But we got strong. I also fell in love, but that's another story. One of the other students. Uh, so we rose through the ranks, and uh, it was the empire over all, and eventually he wanted to test our allegiance, and so uh, strangers were brought in, traitors, disgusting people, traitors to this empire, and we killed them. You just what? Students? Mm-hmm. He made you we wanted, executioners. We wanted to be. Caleb, that's deeply fucked up. You know that, right? Yeah. So, a few months of this, of studying, of a little bit of torture, a little bit of uh, murdering dissidents and traitors and deviants. And then one day your parents were brought in as traitors. No. Uh, we were <laughs> ready to graduate. And the last test of our allegiance was, I'm getting ahead of myself, you know, I, I went home, I went on a trip home and visited my parents and when I was there in the middle of the night, I awoke and overheard them talking and went to the stair and listened to them talk about revolution and tearing the empire down. And I felt disgraced and shame for my family, my mother and my father who were so wonderful to me when I was a child and was so happy for me to go to the academy and believe in the empire so much. And I went back to the school, and when the three of us were summoned and told what was expected of us, I knew what had to be done. And uh, we went to this uh, other boy's home first, Eodwulf. And we stood by as he 
killed his parents, and we went to Astrid's house and um, had dinner with them, and she poisoned them. And uh, then we went to my home, and we grabbed a horse cart and uh, in the middle of the night, uh, placed it against the door to the home, and I set it on fire. And you had to do this to graduate, to prove your loyalty. Well, yeah, um, but it, it didn't exactly go according to that plan, because uh, as soon as I heard um, my mother and father screaming, Inside, um, uh, I was so sure, I was so sure, um, until I wasn't, and, um, and uh, I broke a bit. <laughs> Did you go in after them? No. No, um, I went to uh, an asylum for a number of years. I, 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 it, it, I, I broke. I broke. And I don't remember so well what happened to me there. Um, it was uh, quite a number of years. Uh, and um, years later, uh, a, a woman was there. And, and she, uh, another patient, and she put hands on me. And, uh, and she took the clouds away. She took it all away. And not just my uh, madness, but um, uh, the f fake memories that Ikethon put in my head of my parents. Fake memories? Wanting to, but yes. Yes. Wait, that was a false memory? He tricked you? Into hearing their talks against the Empire. Was yes. that what it was? Yes, yes, but it doesn't matter because I still wanted to do it when I did it. But you didn't know what you were doing. So what? You were brainwashed. So what? Programmed. Doesn't matter, I should have. I'm a disgusting person. It doesn't matter. Anyway, all that gone, just like that. And, uh, and I ran. Not right away, I uh, pretended like nothing had changed for several weeks. She was stark raving mad 15 minutes later, herself, the woman who helped me. And I killed one of uh, Trent's people there and took this, and I pull out and the necklace. And this has been keeping me hidden for years. For five years. What do you, what do you mean, hidden? find who they want. But not with this. They 
cannot find me. So, um, I would really like to get into that library because I would... Like to run again. Huh? No, uh, no. No, I like you all. You were just talking with Nod about running tomorrow. Well, it all depends on you, poor God. If I don't let you in? And if you can keep a secret. Caleb, I've... I'm good at keeping secrets. You heard us talking to Trent. You know he wants Yasha. And you're the only person who knows the atrocities that this man, who utterly gave me the creeps, by the way, so I'm feeling a little bit validated in the fact that I think I, you know, read him pretty well. I think it's... Uh, anyway. I'm just saying, you have a responsibility now. Which is? Keep this guy from hurting more people. Well, that's precisely why I went into this library. You want to take down Trent? Is that your, is that why you're doing all this? You want to take down Trent? Among other things. <sighs> what are you hoping to find? Anybody can make lights. Anybody could send a message through a wire. I want to bend reality to my will. <sighs> Caleb. You don't, though. No one wants that amount of power and responsibility. Yeah, well, I told you why I am afraid of fire. You did? So you are going to bring me to that library. Don't worry, I'll take you to the library. There are two options here. You could selfishly try and Go after this guy for your own vendetta. Or you can use your motives to keep others from getting hurt a very similar way. Both of those are appealing to me. All right. I know you just make da dancing lights, or at least you can feel like you just make dancing lights. Those dancing lights make sure that I can punch people in the fucking face whenever I can't see shit. A little bit of teamwork goes a long way. Um, okay, good. Uh, you know, I think uh, Nat and I are going to retire now. Maybe you can go get that food for the others.
cool, man. Cool. Kick me out of the room. I get it. Yeah. All right. I mean, you know, you just dump some heavy ass shit like that and then ask me to leave. No, I get, I get it. It's fine. Uh, yeah. All right, I'll leave. But you don't have to leave the table. No. I'm not asking to leave the table. <laughs> I'll keep your secret. <clears throat> we'll keep all this a secret. I don't think it's anything to be ashamed of, though. Hello, fans of Dungeons and & Dragons and actual play podcasts. Lovers of lore-rich storytelling, phenomenal characters, and grand adventures. The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast, would like to invite you to check out our actual play. We're a top-charting podcast with a thriving community and over 200 hours of epic story for you to binge. I catch up on. The Homebrew is a D&D 5th edition campaign reskinned as a huge sci-fi space opera. Join us anywhere podcasts are found by searching The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. One more time, that's The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. <sighs> Figure it out in time. Good night, Borogod. Caleb? Not? Good evening. I have a charcuterie board coming to the girls' room if anybody wants any. I just go over and I, I just throw my arms around him and hug him. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It wasn't you. It's not your fault. It wasn't you. You were, you were made to do it. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. I know you don't realize that now, but you will. This pain that you have, that you wear all over you like a mask, it's, it's just that, and, and you can take it off someday. I know it hurts, but it wasn't your fault. And I'm just gonna keep telling you that until you believe me. You and I good? What you did was awful. Truly terrible. Despicable and unforgivable. Until you can forgive it. At some point, you'll have to do that. And I swear to you that I will be at your side until you do. I have an idea. They can make that happen. Really? Yes. It will take a lot of hard work. A lot of books? A lot of books. (laughs) I'm in. Whatever you need, just tell me, and I'll get it for you. 
pull out the silver thread. I might start putting it around the room and uh, go over some notes. I have some ideas already, uh, some ideas I had, and I will stay up another hour or two before uh, going to bed. All right, can we retrieve the rest of the group, please? Back to the table. Oof. Fart jokes! <laughs> <laughs> we got a Caleb Lord dump. Huh? Got a Caleb Lord dump. <clears throat> so as you find yourselves uh, reading for a bit, eventually the knock comes at the door and a little bit of snacks are brought over from the side from the girls' room if you want some. Um, the food arrives. Uh, at your guy's room. The knock does come at your room, Molly. Um, uh, and as the food arrives, the door opens and the two... Um, oh, is the food arriving? The food has arrived as the, as the companions and you have, have completed your I'm, evening. I am, okay, in that case, uh, yeah, I am going you're to enter. You're cleaning up. Oh no, oh no, I am, I am, I've, I've thought about this. I had time to think while watching, watching things outside. Um, not you guys. Uh, I've got the remnants of the fruit. I'm coming in with the food into their room, and I'm just wearing nothing but my tapestry. <laughs> I'm your god. Long may I reign. Eat of my fruits. I just ordered another fruit platter. It's good. I got through a lot of this. Mm. But long may he reign. All right. Huzzah. Are we still? Pre-sleepy time? If you have something else you want to do. No, I want to go to the bathroom. All right, then you can go to the bathroom if you'd like. Yep. And we're going to come back, we're going to come back in the morning. Thanks, Dad. Um, whenever the rest of our group returns. Laura and Travis Laura. went home. They have, uh, <laughs> yeah, Dateline was on. <laughs> 60 minutes. Well, until they get here. Um, oh, no, Ashley's gone now. Yeah, so it's shit. just us. It's just us. Perfect. So if anybody had any questions, I want to. I'm not even. I'm Laura, not even Laura's in the room with you guys. Gotcha. Yeah, no worries. Um, but yeah. Pregnancy. I was just looking forward to wearing a giant platinum dragon robe. That's really tapestry <laughs> to the chamber. All right. <laughs> it's all so I've the wanted. evening draws to a close. You all get probably the finest dress you've had in a while. Uh, here in the Pillar Trove. It is, it is extravagant rooms. The inner chambers are well-decorated. Uh, the, the morning window, just as, as the drapery is left open, the sun comes through in like golden beams. Oh, we missed our um, stuff. It's the morning time. Fine, it's the morning time. Right, you guys come to consciousness. So you get a long rest. We're going to play some truth. Well, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Um, totally did. We totally played through the bear. Yeah. So you, come, you gather yourselves. Um, what are you guys doing with the day? Well, I guess we should uh, go back to that the leaky tap there and. Ask for and, uh, everybody to leave the room except oh. for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have a cart. Oh yeah, we can load it up. I said Where we're are we going before our errands, or after our errands. What's the destination? Where are you? Get the map. Are we all back together again? I guess we're over breakfast. Yeah, you guys, you guys, you guys have all woken up and gotten together trip. again. We'll say for the purposes of this, though, you know, breakfast is provided, like brought to your room as part of the Ooh. staying over. But as you as you finish your morning, yeah, continental or 
or like well, French toast. Yeah. Upper end continental. Oh, you guys totally missed it. We had the best time in the room while you guys were gone for a very long time. There you go. Sure than Jester made out. We had a crazy orgy in our room, and you guys didn't even be part of it. I was inside crazy. check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy, to, I'm happy to move in whatever direction anybody likes. Oh, Wait, you know I, I rolled two. I rolled two. That was part of the lie. I think she's lying. <laughs> You're backing her up. Uh, did you roll shit too? Yeah, I rolled four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the lying to the teeth. Man. I mean. Before we leave, shouldn't we just get a lay of the land? I mean. I trust my own ears, they're very large, but I've barely heard half of a conversation. I don't even know really what's happening other than I heard there's a war happening. So what's the good side of this then? What, 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 what's, what's your best case scenario? Well, maybe we should just do some snooping around town and find out if there indeed is a war before we just leave town. So if they lock the gates or start you know, conscripting. Will they do that? I don't know what they do. All I know is I don't want to hang out, and obviously we've made a bit of a reputation for it. But then people. any city we go into, won't they lock we us in We also have city? allies here. We have the gentleman, and we have... <gasps> He's an ally now. You know what we yes. should do? You guys! Why don't we talk to Dolan about it? He will tell us. Dolan, we haven't even checked in with him oh, yet. Oh shit! He we was forgot to check in with him. Night. He was with that really He's cool our ally. We yes, have a bunch right. of allies. We can't just... Just up and leave without at least saying, like, we're out. Let's go talk to Dolan. Have you literally never left a town without telling everybody just because, you know, there's a possibility you're going to get conscripted to go fight a war? I have never had allies before. These are. Let's go talk to Dolan, and then we'll leave, and we'll go to Hapertuk, and then we'll go to Nogvarat. Because and those are funny sounding names? No, because Hapertuk is a funny sounding name. <laughs> and then Nogvarat is where our friends from the other mercenary group live. It's also where there was a string of kidnappings. Yeah. See, that sounds like our speed, not yeah. conscripting into fighting on the front line. We could disguise you as a kid and they could kidnap you and then you could fight them from the inside. I don't like this idea. How about we go <laughs> say hi to Dolan, we'll run by the gentleman, let him know that we're thinking about bouncing, and then we'll be on our way. Of course, Yasha. Does anyone know who funds the Victory's Pit? I'm sure it's the city, right? Probably. Let's ask Dolan about that, too. Yeah. Don't think they don't know our names now. Can I say that while we were, it was last night, I painted a picture with the new paint for my mom? Sure. And I'm going to ask the front desk if they will send it to her. Mm. Back to our house okay, yeah, in the measuring house. Uh, they're less paints and more colored inks, so they're, they're you can purchase paints wherever you want to. But these are like and I have paints, I guess. But you have paints to do, so you can't oh, do that. Yeah, I'll paint yeah. it with the stuff. So you paint her a little picture. Um, Ooh, colored inks! Yeah. I didn't realize that. That's your lens. So uh, postage for sending it off is uh, simple enough for the size to be about five silver from here to. Uh, Okay. I just think we should be careful because the longer we're the longer we're in town, the more people we talk to, the more people might decide that they're invested in us staying. Fair enough. We'll, we'll keep our eyes open to Dolan's then, yeah. Right. To Dolan's first. Yeah. You guys go to Dolan's. You want to take a field trip? Uh, yeah. Where are y'all going? 
Uh, we have to take a trip to Pumats for some supplies and then. Uh... Insight check. Just <laughs> <laughs> kidding. I'm good. All right, so who's going where? I just go wherever Caleb goes. Me too. Yeah, Pumat Library. Nice. Pumat Library, the rest of you guys are going to Dolan's? To Dolan's. To Dolan's, we'll meet up at Pumat's. We'll meet up at Pumat's. Okay, that sounds right, good. You guys, like a plan. Dolan's, we'll go library. <laughs> All right, you do library go, first. And yeah, then and then we'll do Pumat's. Then we'll pull Matt. <laughs> we'll pull Matt. Yeah, pull okay. Matt. Pull Matt's soul. So. Pull Matt King. So, as you guys. <laughs> hey, you got your chocolate in my peanut butter. <laughs> so, as you guys exit the pillow trove, um, and you make your way th- outside of the, uh, the Tri-Spires, the first thing you've noticed, the, the tone and mood of the city has shifted dramatically. Fuck. It's a um, more festive atmosphere? <laughs> Marty, you're up. Uh, no, um, first things first, the skies are gray. Um, what little bits of sunlight came through the last day have, have completely absconded. Wow. Uh, have entirely left, and the, the sky's just covered in gray, nearly stormy clouds. Um, there is an air of stress and question in the streets as you start seeing righteous brand groups making their way through. Uh, and as you make your way toward through the north side of the Penta Market, one of the town criers comes by shouting, War declared on the Kreen by the king in retribution of attack on eastern garrisons! Another one, a few moments later, further down the way, shouts out, Righteous brand mobilizing east to defend our families! Spare what provisions you can to ensure victory and support our defenders! At this point, you can see now there are clusters of righteous brand groups of the, the full armored military outside of the, uh, the signet wall that have come into the streets and are basically picking up provisions, asking for donations for anyone who can spare things for this <clears throat> scenario. They're grabbing horses from nearby stables, and it seems like since the, the close of the festival through the night and into the morning, preparations have already kicked in on the military side. Maybe not to Dolan's then. Because we gotta get the fuck out of here. Well, but are we still all together? Or are we already split up? You're already split. We're up. already split up. There's no way we'll be able to get out of here before. We'll we're, gonna tr- we're gonna do our best, but we'll go we're fast. gonna see how it's gonna be. Did we hear that though? Uh, I'm assuming we all heard it as we you, split. You, you've heard bits of it as you split off. Yeah. You guys heard a bit. Uh, it says Crick incursion threatening empirical borders. The Sarosta recommends armed escorts for travel across the valley. Um, you see a lot of these righteous brand soldiers are also saying goodbye to their families. And you see there's a lot of people like in big embraces with their children or with their parents. And there's very much kind of the air of the morning before the big shift begins. Um, you know the crowns guard themselves. You know are are doing the best to kind of keep the peace and inform people and not keep individuals from freaking out as much. But you do see a few arguments breaking out in the streets, and there's that general tension of like, what's happening? What's going on? How bad is this? Um, but everything seems relatively under control. Um, the signet wall, which is kind of to the north side of the city, uh, which is where all the military is usually in, uh, situated. You don't have a view beyond the wall, of course, but you can see that's where a large part of the Righteous Brand is emerging into the city from. Um, 
so yeah, there is a definite, definite building presence and tension in the city in preparation for the shift eastward. Um, you guys are heading to Dolan still? Are we still? What are you doing? I mean, it's kind of obvious we're at war now. There's not much to talk to him about, huh? That's what I mean. <clears throat> Maybe we should see if we, we should be some armed guards for some rich people going across the valley before, so that we have, you know. Just a thought to check the board, also get our stuff from the from the from the leaky tap. Yeah, that's what we can so do we can while they're, they're at the library. Yeah, that's a good idea. are heading back to the leaky tap. We're gonna go by the board first. Oh, the, the task job board. The task board. To see about being armed guards, and then we're going to um, go Some to the armed escorts. Escort, private, yeah. private escort. Private escorts. Either the north the or. Might be the best way out of town, actually. Yeah, yeah that's that's a good thinking. idea. Okay. Uh, so you guys head to the task board outside of the King's Hall, the four of you. Um, you see there's the original posting for seeking paying for any information on myriad or unlawful activity within the city. Uh, there's the reward on. Rebel gatherings and anti-crown rhetoric. This is some you've seen. There has been a, a shift to the recent uh, um, righteous brand uh, kind of convincing letter shit there, where it says, "War has found our doorstep. Defend your family from those Rohassian hordes by sword or shield. Good paid, adventurous living as a soldier of the righteous brand. Seek Leopold Wansteiker at the Marrow Keep in the Signet Hall. Signet Wall." And the other proof of others worship of heretical gods paid in gold. You don't see any immediate uh, postings for armed guards, but those are probably done privately through the merchant guilds. However, there is, um, as you're looking at the board, you have always goes, oh, well, that, ah, that, that's perfect. And you see Voloshin, the, uh, the, the keeper of the hall, who, you has, who previously you had interfaced with when you did your job in the sewers, comes out in his robes and says, We'd actually sent a page to look for you, but I must have missed you. Um, the, the law master wishes to speak with you. I come, would you come with me? Of uh, uh, course. Yeah, of course we will. Sure. Uh, providence it is. Ah, enter, please. Um, leads you inside the hall of the king, and there are the two archways between the kind of the clerk's <clears throat> center there, and there is the uh, the law bearer's small kind of uh, shrine within the chamber. Um, leads you down the right hallway past two sets of doors, and there's a third door on the right that is partially ajar. Um, as you enter it, uh, you see what is a spacious, if rather minimalistic chamber. Um, this, uh, it's bare, uh, a bare chamber beyond a bookcase, the desk with a, a long bench in front of it, and a, uh, a series of three small windows where the sunlight comes through, or the light, not really sunlight at the moment because of the weather. Um, beyond that, it's just white marble and fairly empty. Um, and there at the desk, you see her arms kind of sprawled and looking down over clusters of parchments of the lawmaster Arenthus Stonegrass. Um, her kind of gray hair is tumbled past her shoulders, and the, the bangs have been pulled back like a natural circlet, kind of keeping it out of her eyes. Um, and as he kind of pushes you in the chamber, she has a, a dark brown fur robe on. The cold morning air makes the room, especially the dark marble, very cold, and she kind of keeps it on for warmth. She looks up from the papers and kind of greets you with a smile and goes, ah, thank you for coming, that was uh, mighty fast. Well, have a seat if you don't mind. Thank you, Volushin. Uh, close the door if you could. Of course, my dear. Closes the door, leaves you in there. Uh, I wasn't expecting such a rapid uh, 
uh, response, but I appreciate your, your expediency. You're right here, so. That's, that's fantastic. Um, please have a seat. I'd like to discuss a few things with you, if you don't mind. Well, first off, uh, congratulations yesterday. That was quite a display and a, a fan, fantastic victory. Uh, well. Are we going to war? Uh, I see you are aware of the shifts in our current uh, imperial state of affairs. We haven't had war in generations, and I'm hopeful that the conflict is swift, but I leave that concern to those with the right expertise. I'm tasked with keeping my people safe here, not on the front, here. Now, wartime puts us in an unfortunate scenario. Zadash effectively governs the southern half of the Empire, and most of our military might is now leaving us. Our Crown's Guard will be stretched thin across keeping the peace and dealing with unrest and worry and protecting these walls from whatever pushes through the lines of battle and the general things that wander from beyond our boundaries. Now, money isn't an issue, but personnel is. Their outlined threats and criminals we no longer have the manpower for, and as such, the Crown has approved an expanded mercenary budget. Now, you've already proven your ability uh, to me twice. Uh, most recent, your skills in the Victory Pit, uh, showing you capable and loyal to the king. Um, I know not your interest, but if you would come under contract, under my office, as legionnaires of the Empire, mm -hmm. you would be responsible for protecting the lives of many, many innocent people. Now, under contract, you would receive 15 gold a week per person just as a stipend, whether or not you were on contract or not. It could be your leisure, months at a time with no work, and you still get paid no matter what you do. Now, each assignment rewards its own bounty, of course, case by case. The work I would be presenting would largely involve the hunting of outstanding criminals, the acquisition of resources that may benefit the Empire in this time of war, and sometimes the extermination of dangerous creatures that threaten life away from the front lines. <laughs> now, you don't have credentials within the Empire. I'll grant you access to supplies, pro bono, access to empirical halls and individuals otherwise restricted to the general populace. Would you get healing potions? Uh, when they're available, those, those supplies are a bit stretched thin and put towards the front lines, but we could probably muster what we can. Um, could I hope for your help on this? This is quite the offer. Seem to be opening up the whole kit and caboodle for us here. Dire times make for dire circumstances, and uh, we don't take lightly the ask that we're given here. We, we can uh, understand your position. Unfortunately, you find us in a precarious time. As you can see, we don't have all of our fellows here with us, and this morning's news caught us unawares. We'd need a fair bit of time to consider your offer, I'm afraid. That's I can't right. give you a yes or a no right now. I understand, that's fine. She smiles brightly, kind of the uh, crow's nest in her eyes, folding in a bit. And, uh, I hold no grudge against you should you decline. Um, that's all. We do appreciate the offer, and we can't wait to uh, um, talk to our friends about it, though. Okay. Inside check. <laughs> well. Should you be interested, the first contract I can 
discuss if you choose to sign with us, but it does offer a 10,000 gold bounty. Can't tell you until you sign Why the contract. Not, but it sounds like a lot of money for something, though. Yes. <laughs> we have sympathy for your situation. Will you be here in a few hours? We need to return. Oh, I have no choice. I'm in the process, and she kind of gestures the papers below her, and you can see there's just a stack of approval letters and uh, reports that have to be put out there. She's kind of dividing what forces that she can allow to go to the Eastern Front and sticking her you know, feet in the sand on what things she needs to maintain order in the city. The and she, you have our deepest sympathies at your position. This is obviously going to be a very difficult time. Uh, well, the issue here is um, many of our finest investigators uh, and hunters will be sent to the East, and as such, many of the criminals and individuals that we were in the process of Finding and bringing to justice will now go free or return and run rampant, so. If only my friend were here, me and my friend not are really good at solving crimes. We are the best investigators. Well, consider, consider what I'm saying. Um, at the very least, um, come back and notify me. Okay. No harm, no foul otherwise. And she kind of leans forward and goes, look, I understand. People are as varied as they are selfish. I believe in the Empire. I definitely don't believe with all the people that run it. I do what I do because I feel if I don't, a lot of good people will be crushed under the boot of those that misuse their power. But there are good people here, and we do what we can. I've seen the good that we can do. That's why I'm here. I wish to fight for this land that I call home, to protect those who cannot protect themselves, and combat the destructiveness and selfishness of anarchy. Utopia is impossible, I know that, but I do what I can to make life as livable as possible. Anyway, go speak with your friends, and uh, I'll be here if you need me. The war will make it all the way here? If the war makes it here, then we're in far more trouble than I anticipate. Fair enough, your asks are fair. We'll return, quickly. Thank you. Uh, she get back to work, and she kind of rubs her hands and gets back down to the paper, and the door opens behind him. Volition leads you back out of the King's Hall. If you ever need anyone to talk to, because you feel really stressed out, <laughs> I'm here. I'm a good healer, mentally. She kind of gives a nod and a wave. We turn and leave. You guys are escorted out of the King's Hall, left back out of the streets. Whoa, that was crazy. That was crazy. That's a lot. 10,000 gold, what do you think it is? Do you think it's like a dragon or something crazy like that? I think it's a gentleman. I do too. <gasps> I think I'm gonna get out of here. Something just really sinister. badly. I wonder if there's any way to find out somehow what it is before accepting. Hmm. I feel like the gentleman probably works with the city, you guys. I feel like $10,000 means 10,000 gold is buying an awful, awful lot of cooperation. 
Hmm. More cooperation than I think I'm capable of. Well, let's let's find the others and get our story straight. Back to the leaky tap, then get our stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll meet them at the the shop. Right. As you guys get the leaky tap, you see uh, near the front door it looks to be uh, a young page wearing similar, though simpler robes as to the uh, evolution and members of the King's Hall. Who approaches, and goes, "Oh, oh, hi. I'm sorry. I was sent to give you this." Uh, uh, the summons from the lawmaster. We've already, already been, done. yeah, it's all right. <laughs> uh, very well. Uh, and then runs off. Um, so you guys gather your supplies and start making your way back towards the Penta Market. The three of you, where are you going? The library. Right. <laughs> all right, you make your way towards the archive of the Cobalt Soul here in Zadash. Yeah. Uh, the same beautiful building with the kind of large steepled uh, tower top. Button up. I turn to to not. Do I have any like, make? Do I do I? How do I look? Do I have any makeup running? Do you wear makeup? <laughs> like once a week. I think it's worn off. All right, good. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, should I be like? Oh, uh, that would be helpful. Do you yeah. think I should be like more of a norm normie for this? Uh, I'm going to do the same thing that I did the other day. I'm going to cast Disguise Self and make the gigantic glasses and, and change my cloak to a similar shade of blue. All right. what's, that, uh, what's that thing you guys do? Uh, Mother's Love, what's that situation? Uh, that that's, is... a, like a, that's for when we steal things. Yeah. And I pretend to be his baby, and uh-huh. he pretends to be my mama. Right, uh-huh. you think and that then be when they're, they're, they're the looking library. at the cute baby, he steals something. Right, uh, you could go with like the first half of that plan, but without the second half that involves the stealing. They want you to. They 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 would let you bring a mother and her baby into the library to do to to. I'll just be like a. Dwarf I'm more or concerned about bringing in a man and a goblin. But you, I can disguise myself yeah. as well. All right. Yeah, normally when we do mother's love, uh, not stabs people. Sure, you you do know how to adjust in certain circumstances, though, right? You do know how to like improv based on the current surroundings, though, right? Hey, this city's under lockdown. Can we go into the library? Yeah, let's go. I'll All right. cast this uh, uh, guy's self and just be a, a, a little halfling okay. girl. That's good. All right. As you guys make your way to the front archway of the entrance of the archive, uh, there is the main sign-in bench, which has the large tome that's on a small pedestal where you sign in to enter the facility, and then you're uh, greeted by one of the uh, archi- or archivists who approaches. Um, uh, their name is, you recognize this individual as uh, Madir. Um, has kind of a, a, an olive-colored skin, uh, short, dark hair, uh, approaches the smile. Ah, Beauregard, uh, you come with companions. I do, spread that cobalt love. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, well, uh, what is it you seek this day? Oh, me? Uh, I, I am uh, interested in the history of the greatest arcanists of all time. Oh, history can be done. Yeah. Arcanists can be done. Please do sign in here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Caleb? A widow guest. That's your name. And your friend? Uh, Beth. I am Beth. No surname, very well. 
Uh, I will be escorting you as well. Um, come. And uh, Madir leads you into the, the library, which for the first time you guys seeing it, it is overwhelming. Just the interior, uh, strange, for as much as the, there's a very calm, almost cathedral-like structure on the exterior, the interior, the chambers have almost a curved, uh, almost organic feel to the way it's it's situated and organized. The uh, the bookshelves kind of wrap around these walls, these separate kind of antechambers that are broken up like like ventricles of a heart almost. And in each one, it is just floor to maybe fifteen foot ceiling of filled books with uh, large shifting ladders that glide across poles and wheels. Um, you can see there are a number of tables and small nooks where individuals are in the process of taking notes or reading through. Um, it's not super crowded. Um, there's maybe eight other people in the, in the facility at this time. Obviously, the city is very uh, occupied with other things at the moment. And you know, the, it's not that like there isn't a huge constant need for this, and the people that are in here are usually regulars. Um, a lot of older folks, people that tend to spend their, you know, their, their later life just wanting to read and learn. <laughs> you are led to a, to a section. Uh, you watch as Medir kind of reads through, brings in the uh, arcanists, you say. Historically, are we talking Age of Arcanum? Uh, I am looking for uh, uh, histories, uh, accounts of people who pushed the boundaries of what can be done over the ages, the firsts. All right. Um, I, I, I am interested in more than what is Typical, at least as much as can be known. Do you follow me? I believe so. Uh, right. he's, a, he's a magic fan. Yeah. Yeah. That right. Is, that is true. I am a magic right. fan. <laughs> All right. Um, a little heavy-handed, man. <laughs> like really heavy-handed. A few tomes are retrieved. Said uh, this here is a recollection of what. Uh, elements of historical significance could be pulled from the remnants of the uh, Age of Arcanum, uh, pre-Calamity. Uh, um, there are a great number of mages out there, though many of them uh, befell darker interests, uh, but here are those books. Um, if you're looking for more modern uh, mages, we have historical uh, information on uh, the past 200 years of empirical uh, magecraft and powerful wizards in that realm. Um, what about the unexplained? Explain what you mean by unexplained, please. I said you were already being too heavy-handed. Uh, questions. There is a certain amount of knowledge in the schools of this empire, and then there are questions. Theorizing, philosophy of the arcane. Those would be the purview of. Uh, that would be more Soltry's academy material. Uh, they do lay claim to most of those uh, theoretical discussions and research. Um, in the Cerberus Assembly, would be the keepers of those uh, re research endeavors. Ah, excellent. I shall go there next. Um, but I have a book here on the Cerberus Assembly if that would be of interest to you. Yes. And so these tomes are presented to you. You can spend time to read if you'd like. Yeah, yeah. Madeira just watches the entire time, like a hawk. <laughs> oh, I just, I just started reading. Okay, which book do you go through first? Uh, uh, I will start with the the, the first of the, the oldest. Okay. 
Uh, are you absorbing it or are you skimming through? Uh, this one, I am absorbing it. I will read it uh, cover to cover. Cover and to cover will take you the better part of the day. It'll I'm get a you. speed reader, Jesus. and an average novel takes like an hour to an hour and a half for a speed reader to read. You're a speed reader, uh, but this is also very dense material. Okay. Um, and it is essentially a, a it's a historical, like theorizing on, on, on historical elements that they've been able to piece together. I'd say by the time you've gotten here, it'd be about noon if, if, if in I the day. This, I'm holding three tomes, correct? Uh, yes, and I'd say you'd finish this book by about three o'clock, I'd if, say. If I take a moment to skim, you know, like 10 minutes through each one and get like the barest idea of what I would find inside each. Okay. And okay. So you want me to just tell you all the history? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out, like, if I were to look at a couple of pages of one, what are you looking three for? different books. Like, I ha I ha you have to give me something to go on here, otherwise it's going to turn into an hour and a half of me, Library. like, telling you about the history of the uh, Age of Arcanum. I want, I want the, the furthest extent of transmutation and changing reality. Okay. Uh, that, there are discussions about, um, Transmutation on a powerful level. Um, yes. It, invo it involves the creation of turning mountains into mobile clouds. It speaks of in the Age of Arcanum, there were floating cities. There were, uh, there was uh, arcane technology utilized in that period, which was kind of like this this magical utopia. Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of that was lost uh, in the war, partially because uh, a lot of these mages, when they had developed magic to this point, um, they weren't satiated with their mortal. Capabilities, mm. and uh, that was when they were easily corruptible by the betrayer gods. Then it goes into discussion of the calamity, um, magics that can alter the fabric of reality exist out there. Some of them appear to be myth. Some have been wiped from time and and history because they've been voted too dangerous and are supposedly under lock and key in other places of the world, if not completely eradicated because it was not fit to leave them in the hands of mortals. This was in one of these tomes. Yes. That, then I will focus on that because I'm interested in that. Um, it speaks on uh, theories and manipulations of, uh, if you're looking for things reality-based, I mean, reality's a, a big scope. Yeah. <laughs> um, transmutation specifically, most of what you can glean from this discusses the idea of, of turning from one creature to another, turning from one substance to another, um, how they would be able to to build fortresses out of stone and then turn it to diamond um, for extra protective elements, and those were like the the great palaces of the uh, that age. And you know my main interests. Do I find anything of that in here? You find some discussion of it. You find some discussion of the manipulation of time. Um, but you know, what minor manipulation is capable through magic is merely to slow or expedite what happens. Um, Accelerating time to a certain degree becomes very dangerous, and there is talk of some mages that have attempted to reverse time um, in short stints, and that process is both very taxing and in the past has completely annihilated those who toyed with that power. Um, it speaks specifically of two different mages that believe that they could possibly alter choices, the alter you know, elements of their, their past to benefit their future their gaining of power and influence, and uh, one was turned to dust, the other was never seen again. 
That's, I spent all my time with that book. Okay. Say, uh, hey, my dear. So, how's it been? It has how's been it gone. Uh, frustrating. Yeah. But fine. Well, fucking Zenoth, am I right? Zenoth <laughs> is a is a, a a great friend. No, he's a great friend. Great guy. Great guy. That Zenoth. Uh, has Dyron left? I've not seen her uh, this morning, but I don't know if she's left or not. Cool. 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 All right, so you, you, you read through that tome, it's about three in the afternoon now. Hey, Caleb, not gonna, you know, <clears throat> conquer the world and library visit. Can you give me t- uh, t- two more hours? No, I cannot give you two more hours. <laughs> I can't. I will gouge my eyes out with a fucking <laughs> pencil if I give you two more hours. How about one more hour? We'll, we'll all compromise. What about 30 more minutes? Do you have something in your never-ending <laughs> flask? Of course. Would you like a drink? Is it? Are we allowed to drink in here? Here. Why are you carrying around a cup? <laughs> I skimmed the book on the Cerberus assembly. Okay. Uh, it has a breakdown of previous members who passed away. It's basically like the historical uh, dialogue of of how it was established. The name was actually a reference to a group that existed in Age of Arcanum. Um, it talks about how there was a, a war of mage houses uh, 150 uh, years ago within the Empire that nearly destroyed part of the um, the capital of Rexentrum, and as part of the the, the ceasefire and uh, the arrest of all these these mage houses that were at war, uh, as opposed to imprisoning them, they agreed to basically bind themselves to the Empire and work for them, and that's the Cerberus Assembly was established as a power under rule of the king. Um, and as since then has flourished. It's helped the kingdom raise the power to help them conquer the Julius Dominion, um, uh, and they they work with and under the king. I'm good. Um, but it talks of all the members. Um, and it talks about what they do. Um, Trent is in there. Yeah. Uh, as is uh, Martin, is Master Trent Ikathan, who is the Archmage of Civil Influence, and he basically is the uh, yeah Civil Influence is the title, and it talks about how he's the. Uh, Essentially, the, the the propagandist and uh, um, the constructor of the face of the empire uh, in upper echelon circles. Wow. Um, it speaks of Martinent uh, Ludinus Daleth, who is uh, the archmage of domestic protections, who is the oldest and the original member of the assembly that still lives. Was there when it was built and currently kind of considered the leader of the assembly. Uh, it speaks of uh, Marquis Jenna Irisor. Who's the Archmage of Industry? It's one of the younger members of the assembly. Uh, there is Master Dulin Tversky, who is the Archmage of Dysology. 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 Uh-huh. D-Y-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Uh, there's Are you the reading these things out loud? <laughs> uh, yes, I, he is. I could say I'm muttering it under my breath. Yeah. yeah. There's Lord uh, Ethesius Uludan, who is the Archmage of Diplomatic Union. Yeah. <laughs> There is Lady Vess de Ragna, who is the Archmage of Antiquity. Oh my God. 
Oh, man. I'll send, I'll send you these later. It's yeah, fine. I'll send you an email. The, the rival yeah, yeah. shopping Go episodes. That's called the library. <laughs> library episodes. There's uh, Headmaster Zivan Margolin, who's the Archmage of Conscription. Okay. Oh, jeez. And then there's Headmaster Ormidhas, who's the Archmage of Cultivation. Okay. So those are the eight members currently. I mean, I have, to, I have to get a small golf clap okay. for the yeah. podcast. You wrote all this. I mean, it's Cimmerillion. Oh, there's a lot, of, there's a lot more information. Caleb, Caleb, when you were muttering, there. Did you say Dolan Tversky? Dolan. Not Dolan. Oh, similar name. There's nothing in this. You handed it back up, but there's oh, something no in this. Uh, okay, I will say that I, I got my fill. I can under, I can feel this one's like radiating. Yeah, just burrowing vision into your neck. Yeah. So uh, I want to stay for, for 17 more hours, but I'm ready to go. That's all right. I'm done. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Thanks, Good day. my dear. Good to see you, Beauregard. He escorts you out of the archive. And, and Caleb just looks at the thousands of books that he did not read. And leaves. Yeah, there's a whole second level above with the spiral staircase. Five blessings. <laughs> uh, you know, you're not going to find any answers in any of those books. We've already left the city. We're in a campaign. What do you mean it's been 17 years, Pumat? Yeah. What do you mean? So you guys, what are you up to in this time? Has this been a yeah. Anything. We ate like three shepherd's pies. <laughs> we, we killed a guy and we hit him in the room. Yeah. We stuck him next yeah. to the skeleton. Yes, yes, yeah. it was great. We did our taxes. Yeah. Molly told all of our fortunes. Yeah, you gathered all your materials. You all went and checked on your ships. cart. Which yeah. is now currently. We just pushed the giant rotting head out of it and left it on the street. Okay. Yeah. It is that is that is a nasty it's fucking manicure head. Yeah, that's, like that's the flesh is slung off of it at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty rough. Deep November. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you save your cart. The horses are still there. Uh, the horses you had, at least. Um, hey, you guys. I never used my fate thingy yesterday because I'm stupid. <laughs> did you guys want to use it today? For what? Oh, did I not tell you about this thing? Oh my gosh, you guys, you know the weird little thing that we stole? Uh-huh. Well, it gives you this, this, okay, so you focus on it and you go to this like place and you can see it and there's this little gray ball and it goes, touch me, and then you go, okay. <laughs> and then it comes out, and it goes in your chest, and you get control of your fate for one time in a day. Wow. What do, you, what do you mean you get control of your fate? Like, basically, like if you fuck up or something like that, then you get to, like, fix it, maybe. Can you go back and? No, just kind of, it's like, it's like all of a sudden you feel a little lucky, maybe. Want to try it? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's hide I next mean, to the body that we just killed. Forever, we, can, we might as well. We can try <laughs> it in the cellar so that nobody sees, because we should probably be careful pulling this I would imagine out. right now, especially. Yeah. Yeah. I, I pull out the box. Just focus on it, Ford. Like, I'll protect touch, you. Touch it or just look at it? It's, I can't remember. I think you just I'll focus. Do both. Okay. I'll do both. okay. You're doing it too? I'm going in. I know, no, it can no, only, only one person in a day. Oh, really? But we'll pass it around the group. So if you want to today, for it, then Yasha, you can do it tomorrow. Okay. 
Sure. As you focus on it, there's n- <laughs> there's nothing really there until your hand touches it, and then there's like a momentary connection. You you feel the the thrumming of the the object, kind of like this dull heartbeat. Your vision goes like tunnel until all of a sudden you're pulled into the space of light and stars and distant gases and colors. There you see, on this brief journey, this kind of sense of self-dissipating, and at the moment where it gets a little scary and you begin to kind of lose a sense of, of personal identity, you see this tiny gray mode of energy before you that's also pulsing with that same pattern. You kind of instinctually reach out and feel as you absorb it into yourself, and there, the did fragment of the did fragment. You, did you say anything when he when he touched it? Like did you Caleb say anything? Did? did you say anything? Now you're silent the whole time. And your vision has come back to you, and, and you feel kind I'm of like half this. Sea monster. <laughs> was that was I supposed to say something? No, it's just when Caleb did it, he was like, "Oh, I love you, mom and dad," and then he started crying. Oh no, it was a crazy trip though. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you have control over your fate? No. Do you feel lucky? Do you? <laughs> well, I don't know. I close up the box and put it back in the bank. Okay. Let's go to Pumont's and let's get the rest of them together, I'm sure, by now. We'll ride the cart. Do you guys really think we probably shouldn't become legionnaires then, huh? No. No? We no. should leave town? I think we should get out of town while the getting's good. That lady's real nice, though. She's like she a grandma. Very nice. She's very nice. Gold, I mean, shit. Gold is a lot of money. It Wouldn't is. mind earning 10,000 10, and then bouncing. We're going to go to Pumats as well. You're conscripted once you start earning that 10,000. Yeah, you're true. conscripted as long as you stay in I town. wonder how the contract works. I bet it's like a magical contract or something like that, where you you sign it and then they have like your soul. Or you sign it and then the next time you come across some soldiers of the Empire, they have you executed for treason for running off on it. But that would be bad. That's, yeah, we should explore this idea, but maybe. All right, let's go to Pumat. Doing government work. Yeah. All right, so we'll save the person expediency, and you guys kind of lulling around a little bit, trying to catch up. You all arrive at Pumat Souls in roughly the same time period in the Pentamarket. As you enter the interior of the chamber, you can see the uh, the three Pumats are uh, kind of dusting and staring in off because there's no other people currently making purchases inside. Most of the the business and chaos is people dealing with the initial shock and preparation stage of this coming scuffle with the East. And um, as you enter, you can see the first uh, Pumat glances over in your direction. Oh, well, hello there. Uh, it's a uh, real interesting morning times. Uh, what can I do for you? This one again. Had a bit of a tussle. <clears throat> Guess what we're back for? I bet he doesn't have any more yet. Healing potions, do you have any? Uh, unfortunately, you guys have pretty much cleaned me out, and what little bits I had were snatched up right and early this morning by the righteous brand. Some earlier. Do you know of anyone else that would have some? Uh, generally don't like to, you know, plug rival uh, purveyors right, here in the city. You don't have any inventory. There is Grace of the Wilds, which is on the southern side of the Penta Market. Uh, you can go ahead and have uh, Jasna Bree maybe help you there if the army hasn't gotten to her first. But I digress. Respectfully, it's going to be real uh, difficult this time of year. To get healing potions? Because we're at war. 
this time of year like it happens every year? No, but I mean, it's that time of year right now. Apparently, where war happens, that's a problem. Are you going problem. to go to Warpumat? <laughs> no. But you're such a powerful person. Don't you think you would be helpful? I don't think that's any of our uh, fates right now, isn't that right, boys? And they're like, yeah, no, that's not, I don't feel, nah, nah, warfare is not my thing. I know we were in here very recently, you haven't gotten any uh, overnight special deliveries of anything. <laughs> Interesting, do you? Uh, unfortunately, you've kind of, uh, you've taken the bulk of what was there other than a few odds and ends that uh, you couldn't afford previously. Do you have any of that paper that I have been purchasing so much of? We've got a little more paper, yeah. Uh, could I purchase, say, 200 gold uh, worth of it? Certainly, that can be provided. We still have that um, that little pearl thing, and uh, we got them uh, bracelets, but that's uh, that's that's all we got at the moment. Mr. Prime back there is hard at work, and he turns back and he hears his voice tick. Yeah, I am. Got a lot of stock to kick up now. You kind of cleared me out for a while, which thanks for that. You're welcome. What was the pearl again? Oh, this here's a a pearl that uh, allows you to go ahead and. Utilize your uh, magical capabilities. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, you use a command word, and it allows you to to kind of regain one of your one of your spells. How, how much was it? How much was that? Uh, this one runs you roughly about three hundred and fifty gold pieces. I would like to buy that, please. Thank you. Alrighty, by all means. Is here. it one use only, and then it's gone forever? Uh, once per day. <laughs> And what was that other item you had? Mm -hmm. That's well, huge. Here you are, if you'd like is to. Is it the away. Pearl of Power? Yes. Uh, there's uh, there's this enchanted shield here, which we discussed previously, that has uh, enchantment to its deflection capabilities. It'll help improve your chances of avoiding uh, dangerous physical contact via weaponry and other sources. Uh, and then these here, this pair of uh, bracers are. Uh, Kind of able to do a similar scenario, given you don't have too many uh, types of hide or metal in the way to prevent the enchantment from protecting you. But uh, does it work with medium armor? Well, uh, nah, it only works if you don't have any armor or shield. Oh, what's uh, what does it any, do? No, not no armor, not even light armor. Yeah, sorry. Do you wear armor, Yasha? No. Oh, Beauregard does not either. How much of those? That one will run you back about 1,200 gold. Oh, pieces. yeah, maybe not. Well, Forget that. Well, I don't know. We'll come back for another day. Do you have any enchanted crossbow bolts? You know, let me go ahead and check there for a second. Those are uh, generally smaller scale here. Uh, uh, Puma at three, if you don't mind. I got it already listening to you, don't worry. <laughs> and he goes uh, up a, a small ladder in the far corner into like an attic place, and you hear some rustling around. There's the other Pumats are there just patiently watching. So uh, yeah, crazy, uh, crazy war times, huh? How much for that shield? Oh, this here enchanted shield will run you about uh, uh, 550 gold pieces. I think I'm all right. Fair enough. About five minutes pass, and then the uh, the Pumat comes down, and he's got a small, like, bound cluster of bolts. He goes, "Hey, so uh, I, it's all we got, but we got a batch here of uh, ten enchanted crossbow bolts. Um, 
This uh, upon firing should uh, offer a small, uh, a small batch of, uh, of fury impact on whatever you strike with them. How much are they? Uh, for each of these, uh, it's 50 gold per bolt. I'll take two bolts, please. Two bolts, here you go. Thank you. Passes them over to you. Um, so these bolts, uh, upon impact, do an additional uh, 1d8 fire damage. Nice. But you have two of them. And it's one use only. Okay. 1d8 fire damage. Great. I mean, you may, you may have a chance of recovering them, depending, but. Okay, cool. What did we decide? Are we leaving town or are we uh, doing something else? We got an offer to work for the city. To be legionnaires, protect it. Well, it's troops and hunters and mercenaries are going to the front lines. There are bounties of up to 10,000 gold in reward if we stay. Caleb, do we want to stay? Are there things here that you need? Uh, I defer to the group. I think we work well together and, uh, you know, whatever you think is best. 10,000 gold. 10,000 gold is a lot of money. That's. They want someone really important dead, is what it sounds like to me. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like an expensive enemy to make. Mm. Our other option being fleeing the city. There were no we postings for. the nasty head out of our wagon. Oh. Should have done that like a week ago. Good call. Yeah. I am legitimately happy to go in any direction far away from the front line, personally. Is joining the city joining the war? Is that what they made it sound like? I don't believe so. I think it's a slippery slope. Joining the city is protecting the city more than it is joining the war. It's conscription. City's a part of the empire. But you're part, you're under contract for 15 gold a week. What about your interests in the halls of erudition here and the academy? Oh, the soldiers? Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see it, but it's not a terrible rush. The big ones in Rexintram anyway. Mm-hmm. I think we'll make gold wherever we go. I agree. Does this say there's kids disappearing up north? If we stop by the Merchant's Guild, we may still be able to be armored escorts for people. Or we could just leave. Or we could just go. Check by the Merchant's Guild, see our options, and then make a decision from there? Sure. All right. You know, coasting is not a bad idea either. There is not as massive a gain, but there is not as high a risk for whatever this 10,000 gold target is. Yeah, let's not do that one. Could play it safe. And just be armored guards. This means we're staying together, though. Oh, I thought, yes, that was a given, right? I mean, we all work so well together. Yeah, I like it. We make really good roommates. We do make such good roommates. Well, Bo, do you want us to stay together? I think we make a good team. I think there's more to be had here. All right. It might run out, who knows? I'm not an optimist, but I think there's still more to be had. Do we make a, a polite exit at the least, or do we just bugger out? She seemed pretty heartfelt. I think a polite exit would be thoughtful. I'm fair for that. Merchant's Guild, then polite exit? Yeah, maybe we'll rustle up 
W.C. Lou, John Crapper, and Chitter, and Toilet. Toilet. Oh my God, that's right. Our horsies. Yeah. Yeah. Any other business you want to do before you decide to leave the city? Did you want to swing by and see if just can we pop into the yeah the other shop? Yeah. The, uh, the old Grace of the Wilds and mm. see if they have any healing potions just to check out. Okay. Yeah. Just in case, because we are. In out. the interest of time. Yeah. In the interest of time. Do they have any? <laughs> uh, in the interest of time, uh, Jasmine Bree, who's a rather eccentric woman with wily, kind of red, uh, not red, black hair and kind of a, a slightly hard to follow disposition, greets you in. It's like, hi, hi, welcome. Glad you can make it. Ah, uh, uh, you, uh, healing potions, healing potions, yes, yes. Ah, uh, 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 unfortunately, kind of already cleared out. I'm so sorry. Um, give me a week, I will have a fresh patch available oh, yeah, well, and happy to help. <laughs> definitely bye back in a week. <sighs> wait, wait, wait. Do you have any herbalism kits? I do, I do, I do, I oh, do. Oh, great. Could I, I buy some of. Four. How, how much? Uh, for each of the other kids. Let me check. Let me check. And she goes into her ledger to search through the recent materials. Are. DM's, uh, DM's ledger. Yeah, it works out well. Um, Would I be able to make potions of healing with this? Uh, with with herbalism kits? Yeah. I believe you would, yes. Okay. You can make okay. potions of healing? Correct. It is five gold per. Oh, great. Take them all. How many do you have? Four. We have the proficiency with it to make a potion of healing. Are you proficient with herbalism kit? Um, I don't know how I would tell. It would be under your proficiencies. Oh, then no. Oh yeah. no, I only have proficiency with a forgery kit and a disguise kit. Sorry. No, then fuck it, I don't want that shit. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to Pumats, I'm gonna buy that damn shield. Okay. Yeah, that's spicy. So there you go. If she, if she has the materials to make acid, I'll buy it from her. Yeah, she she okay. easily has materials and it's easy to sell them to you. I couldn't make potions with alchemist supplies, could I? Uh, not potions. Mm. You can make uh, poisons, right. uh, acid, various like alchemical constructs. But that's that's the gist of it. Does she have any badass weapons? Any like badass sticks? No, she's she's purely a a purveyor of of uh, salves and natural remedies and. Yeah. Mm. Can yeah, I ask a, a question? Yes. With a, a healer's kit, can you heal people when you're not in combat with it, or is it is it just for stabilizing? Uh, it, I can't. The healer's kit uh, usually can be used to stabilize somebody. Uh -huh. There's a feat you can take that allows you to spend an action to heal someone with it in combat. It's uh -oh. called the healer feat. Oh, okay, okay. Which okay. is actually pretty cool. Yeah, I'll look at that. For, you know, it turns a anybody into a combat healer. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. So. You gonna go say goodbye to somebody and leave? Yeah. Mm. Are we checking the merchant? merchants to see if there's any, any armed escort requests out of the merchants? Um, Who's helming that? Guild? Fjord! Not me. I'll do it. Right, I'll come with you. Check. An investigation check. I'm coming with it. Okay, I'll okay. help you. Us three. Oh, that was bad. Whoa! Terrible. Well, she's helping you with it. It's an advantage on you. Oh. Your, your roll doesn't count. Oh, good. So, that was a one. Oh, <laughs> still better. Oh, no. Slightly better. Oh, so that's God. even possible. Five. Four. Five. You gather that the, the knowledge of this 
war has blindsided most of the merchant guilds in Zadash, and best you can tell, most of them are in the process of getting ready on to figure out what their next uh, endeavor is. Those that would be leaving won't be leaving for a few days. Mm. But if you hang around, you may be able to pick up that kind of work. Okay. Okay. That's something. Well, I think we'd have to wait, so maybe we should just go. Should we say our goodbyes to uh, to Grandma or Linda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just sure. by and say sorry. We are so declining. All right. As you guys make your way back to the King's Hall, you are escorted back into Orintha uh, Stonegrip's office. As you enter, she's, I see you've returned. I appreciate your expediency in getting back to me. Her kind of crackling southern drawl breaking through with her bright dwarven smile. Um, so, uh, considering what we've discussed, uh, what, what have you come to a conclusion on? I think we are probably not going to be able to help out right now. I understand. It's not you. It's us. It's us. We're not ready for that kind of commitment. I understand, that's all right. You're going to make an adventuring party very happy someday. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. Well, we'll send someone else after the hawker. After the what? The hawker, that was. We were gonna the hawker? What's, What's a, a hawker? hawker? Hey, don't worry about it. Well, what is that? Can anyone know what a hawker is? No, which which spelling is. are you using for that word? No. A W K or yeah, like O C K? No, H A W K. Yeah. H-A-W-K. Like a monster or something? No, no. Um, he actually was a legionnaire for us about five years back, but then went rogue and. We believe had ties with the Myriad and became a powerful tentpole here in the Marrow Valley. Uh, we had him cornered in Diastock about three months ago uh, by a team of Crowns Guard under the leadership of Carlos Ventuga. Um, but uh, this hawker uh, slew Carlos and fled south of the Wuyun Gorge and disappeared into the Menagerie Coast. And we're having to send. Uh, Whatever we can to try and retrieve and bring him back alive. From the Menagerie Coast? Yes. Um, the opposite direction. The Menagerie Coast is really freaking cool, you guys. So many choices! Oh shit, that sounds really cool! If you need more time, that's fine. <laughs> what do you guys think? Hold up, can we talk about this? Quick huddle, quick huddle. Quick huddle Pros and cons, pros and cons. I'm happy just to leave the city. This isn't isn't exactly. We'd get to visit the Menagerie Coast, which is always really cool. Pro 10,000 gold. Pro 10,000 gold. Do we have a time limit on when we'd be able to get him? Uh, No, um, but the longer it takes, the easier he probably has vanishing into the south. Makes sense. Um, I mean, we sent a troop after him about eight weeks ago, and uh, I fear they may not be coming back at this point. So we intended to send some of our top investigators uh, from the capital after this bounty. Yeah, but investigators, why? That's what, right, that's what our job is. Really good at. An unsupervised trip to it's, the Menagerie Coast. It's 10,000 gold alive, 5,000 dead. How okay. triple is that from What here? if we just were like, let's go after this guy 
and then after that we'll talk about being under contract like this can be a tester sort of situation uh, unfortunately for these to happen i need you under contract do you it's... need some tea or something <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm good i appreciate your conscientiousness right. a lozenge I'm all right, but thank you. you. Have I appreciate it. I don't. I just I, I feel bad for this things that you don't have. It's fine. What does the contract entail? Uh, well, uh, retrieving this man, bringing him back here for justice. And so how long are we in contract with you, just for this, or? Oh, the con, the contract has you as a legionnaire, and as part of that, you Forever. just well, in, in, until we decide to mutually end your service. Mutually. Like well, if you wish out of it, we can discuss it. That's fine. But I mean, as opposed to deserting is a problem. Yeah. So you want to hire more legionnaires to go kill an ex-legionnaire who wasn't legionary enough for you? No, he ran away when he no. was a legionnaire. He ran away and then allied himself, uh, we believe, with the myriad, and then has since, uh, upon attempting to bring him in, has murdered some of our finest men. Right. So, Myriad is some scary stuff, you guys. And if guys. We, we happen to bring him in, even if we weren't under contract, part of the bounty would still apply, I'm sure. How much of the bounty? Uh, probably half. That's an option. But if we were part of the contract, then we would get access to a bunch of stuff. That's true. Think about it. Think stuff. about it. Can we decide? Can we talk about? Huddle this? up again. You guys can discuss this over the next we week sleep? if you want. Yeah, yeah. you don't need to decide this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. yeah. All right. Too tired to make proper decisions. Yeah, That's exactly. Fine. Return when you have an idea. And uh, as you're led <laughs> outside and kind of start making your way back to the leaky tap to discuss your plan of action, uh -huh. um, they're waiting. Why we hit the save point. Yeah. You know, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Uh, as as you guys head back to the leaky tap, the um, the righteous brand are making their way through the city. They're kind of it's a kind of a a, a a weirdly solemn, unexpected military parade. Essentially, as they're just gathering supplies and making their way through, and it's kind of a show of of strength and to help rise the spirits of people that seem confused and uh, worried about this coming conflict. So it does tend to calm nerves, and a lot of the children seem excited to see them down, coming down the streets on their horses, and uh, their armaments in display. Um, while you're kind of watching it go by, a voice kind of whispers up next to you. Psst. Hey. You turn and you see Hood up, Kara. She goes, uh, sorry, I mean to bother you. Um, if you have a moment, things are getting strange around here, and. Uh, Gentlemen may have a bit of work for you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, we're the prettiest girl in town. <laughs> in the middle of the goddamn night. <laughs> we'll pick it from there next week. <laughs> in the middle of the goddamn night. Uh, you guys well, made, so you guys made quite a display last night uh, in, the, mm. in the victory pit. You just it's made it three times as complicated in seven seconds. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh. I knew it was coming. Um, so I'll pick up on that. However, you guys do level up. Oh, hey! you, hit, you hit level five. What does um, that mean? Level five? That means it's all roll some hit points to finish off the evening here. Okay. Oh, right now? Yeah. Oh, gosh, oh, gosh. Oh, boy, okay, okay. That's my hit so we'll start over here. 
we'll, we'll, we'll go in order. <laughs> Ten or nine? Oh, I can't yes. All right, so what'd you get, Bo? I roll an eight. I rolled a seven plus three. There you go. Wait, right? Whatever your constitution modifier is. Plus three. Yeah. Yes, 10 extra hit points to Bo. What'd you get, Nut? I mean, I roll a, roll a D8. Everybody I got a, a seven. Nice. No. No, it's a. No, everybody rolls a D8? No, no, no. no. For, for, every class. for every class. So for you, it's, I believe for Warlock, it's also D8. You add your passage on to let you roll. That's a. That's like two. Caleb rolls a D6. He's the only hit against the Warlock. It should automatically do it. Warlock is D8. I rolled a four. It adds the plus. Oh, it does. What'd you get? No, four plus four. I have a constitution modifier. How do you do it? D8, yeah. yeah. Six plus four. Ten. Nice. Actually, hit points. Oh, I'm rolling an eighth as well. You are as a cleric, yes. Uh, five. Five. Okay. Rolled. Uh, D10 for D10 you. D10 for me. Six. Those are all rolling above average, nice. D12? D12 for you. Nice. 11. Whoa! Shit, you guys rolled really good this time. Well done. Mm. Plus two? Uh, it'll add whatever you're, add it? it'll be, be your constitution mm-hmm. modifier, so it'd be a plus two to that. So an extra 13 points. So add, add, add 11, and levels. it should give you. Oh, it'll go here. Let me. Over on this side, you can do right your. Here. Yeah, oh, you can manage your levels. So for uh, for Molly, Bo, and Yasha, that means your attack action now does two attacks. Yes, mm. that's cool. You get an extra key point. Um, casters all get level three spells. <gasps> oh my god! That's pretty great. Oh my god! And your proficiency bonus goes up by one. Oh! So all of your proficient skills and your proficient attacks. And your spell DCs and oh, spell attack modifiers all go up by one. I think it's all going to be included in there already, in the app. Oh shit! Amazing. Oh my stuff just level. went up a lot. So I add I add six to the rolled HP. Correct. All right. What's everybody's hit, hit yeah. points at? What are the new totals? Yeah. And then it'll go up. Bo also gets stunning now. strike. Forty-four. Hey. Hit points are super low, you guys. Uh, what's Uncanny Dodge? <gasps> the best thing ever. <laughs> oh, you got Uncanny Dodge. Yeah. Whoa. Oh my god, we're level five. Sneak attack yes, bonus like 3d6? Yep. So proficiency bonus. Oh shit! <laughs> All the dice. Whoa. This is my favorite part. Watching people realize what they get when they level up. Okay. And dodge, starting at fifth level, an attacker that you can see. Oh wait, see. I got a bunch of weird shit. We're gonna have to have a talk. Away. You can use your reaction to have the attacks damage against you. Yep. Holy shit! Yeah. I'm unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's part of the reason that that Vax survived so much in the last campaign. Oh, man, fuck those I, Yeah. I think I get revivify now. Oh, oh shit! Yes. What? Can, can I use yes. that once a day? Once no. a round? No, it's just your reaction. Once a round. Once a round? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, I think I got a new blood I'm a curse. golden god. god. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I'll have, I want to have a conversation about that before yeah. we before we go into that. You. Yes, you do. You get another blood curse. You get to choose. Dispel magic. Oh dear God. I have to spell magic, you guys. So does Yasha. No big deal. <laughs> no, that's a big deal. And then uh, 
you get, uh, of course, third level spells, and you get another invocation. You make, you'll mess with it later. And where we're, we're leaving off, are we going to come back? Because it's the end of the day. Are we going to come back at the end of the day, or are we going to come back next morning? No, we're going to come back. End of the it's day. Like, it's like late afternoon late at this afternoon? point. Okay, cool. Yeah, and you guys are coming back right as you met with Kara there. Cool. Um, so Great, so you can go back to the library next time. Level five. Level five. Level five. Level five. And Yasha, your speed increases by 10, which is nice. My book obsessed character. Got some fun stuff. All righty. We'll leave it there and we'll pick up next week in the middle of this pre-war chaos. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging with us. I hope you had a good time. We had a good time. Uh, we'll be back next Thursday. See where this goes. As, as choices, paths, avenues, and possibilities all begin to arise. Too many options! Look at this, look, they're so engrossed in leveling up. Like so joy of Dungeons and Dragons. I love, I love, I love I'm like, oh man, I'm so excited to see what insane shit I can do. Oh, fast movement. Yeah, you're My proficiency bonus, oh, did it automatically? Yeah, yeah it automatically puts it up. Holy shit, you have so many hit points. Yeah. So I every time you do it. the last 45 minutes of my birthday. Okay, let's do it. Uh, Happy birthday. 45 Happy birthday. minutes. Happy Gotta birthday. do it. Perfect. I love you. We're gonna get Taco Bell. <laughs> that is the best birthday meal. I think yeah, so. Totally Alright guys, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Uh, we love you, and is it Thursday yet?
Hello, fans of Dungeons and Dragons and actual play podcasts. Lovers of lore-rich storytelling, phenomenal characters, and grand adventures. The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast, would like to invite you to check out our actual play. We're a top-charting podcast with a thriving community and over 200 hours of epic story for you to binge. I catch up on. The Homebrew is a D&D 5th edition campaign reskinned as a huge sci-fi space opera. Join us anywhere podcasts are found by searching The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. One more time, that's The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. <laughs>